Hello, you're listening to Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. I was going to say, as always, oh. with Chris, and I flubbed it. Yo. I flubbed it. Yo. Uh, yeah, we're from TalkOfSpirit.com. That's where you can go for all of our links, social media links, ways to get a hold of us, ways to support us. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate everybody that supports the channel and all that we do here. But yes, today, I'm going to admit, I failed miserably at putting together an outline. Ah. So, what better way to fill that gap in is just talk about anime. <laughs> That's that's what we normally do. So I I technically you're technically due to discuss spoilers. We we did it a while back where we did like a spoiler talk where we just went through all the shows and just did full on spoilers and talked about how the show's going. It was a lot of fun. A lot of people enjoyed it, and so I want to do that again because you know how how many people whenever we do our reviews and we don't talk spoilers they get mad and it's like well it's a review not a not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know how much you're keeping up. I'm I, doing. I'm actually doing pretty daggum good. Uh, if as long as I'm focused on the shows that I'm I'm keeping up with, I'm I'm doing really good. <laughs> as long as I keep on the shows I'm watching, I'm doing good. As long as I watch the shows, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> um, but no, you can take that however you want. But I unfortunately am doing terrible because the internet stuff is still not fixed. So that's been like taking so much of my daily time. Yuki really badly wants that ball. <laughs> I hit the ball from Yuki and she's just staring at me from underneath the desk. <laughs> you have tortured her. She's got that look like, I know where you sleep, dude. <laughs> I'll smother you in your sleep if you don't give me that ball. Uh, but no, um, yeah, I the internet issues. And so I'm like, it's like, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. It's honestly been open. It's going to on two weeks now of issues. Um, and just dealing with that whole thing. It's like, crap, I'm, I'm getting like three or plus episodes behind on so many shows right now. It's, it's starting to bother me. <laughs> I mean, last week when I did the, I did a best girl tier list and I'm like, okay, I got caught up on all, at least all the ones where I know there's girls that I'm gonna have to talk about. But then I'm, I'm getting behind on the shows that are guys like Miggy and, and overtake and stuff like that. So it's getting bad. But anyways, yeah, let's 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 do some spoiler chat. And as per usual, there'll be timestamps in the the show notes, so you can check that to make sure. Okay, they're going to talk about Fern, because obviously we got to talk about Fern. So you can skip ahead to if you don't want to listen to spoilers about Fern, you should be watching Fern. I'd imagine that everybody listening to this has watched Fern, and if you haven't, then you deserve it. So, so any any, what's your what's your thoughts lately on on Fern? I absolutely. We're on like what episode? 12 now has it been that long well it, it, it started with four what three for three or four episodes three no four it was four episodes that's right because it was two hour so we're, we're getting on like 12 now i mean the 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 last episode i watched was the was uh stark's birthday so that was the last episode yeah okay um, we, we, <laughs> the, the, the potion, the yeah, potion. Right, you texted me. I, I texted you the, 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 the very valuable potion. She I'm very has, surprised so. that I, I forgot. I was supposed to do a crossover joke, vid, uh, clip. I was going to put on Twitter that has that whole scene with, uh, Ferrin, and then it cuts over to the scene from a hundred girlfriends and <laughs> she drinks it. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually halfway expected you when when I w- went and watched the video, I, I half expected you to make a comment about the fact that I texted you that <laughs> so just, because, because I did the video like like an hour after the show came out. It's not like I'm going to go back in time to say Chris <laughs> did this on a text. I have a feeling that tonight Chris will text me. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, on cue with Freren. It's Those videos have been doing good and I've been enjoying doing them, so. Yeah, that, I, I, 
I absolutely loved it. I, I actually, I, uh, the week after the aura battle, um, I went to Andrew and I was like, you know, it's so funny because I found that to be both anticlimactic and super epic at the same time. It, it there, there's just this, and even, even, even to this day, after having let it set in for a while, it, I, I really felt the build up, the build up, the build up, and it just felt so epic. And then, it was just over, and it was I think like it worked. I think it worked for me because I had this mind, mindset of specifically that it's it's you assume that's how it's going to go. Yeah, and I, I think the the greater thing about the whole situation is that it is a it did something that I wasn't expecting because it goes in the realm. My assumption was that, I, and I told people, I'm like, okay, so I'm assuming Freyron's battle is next because I was I was surprised how long it took to get around to her fighting aura. And I'm like, and I can totally expect it being, she shows up, Ara says something like, oh, I have more power than you now, and you don't have your party members, and then blast. And it, it's done. Like, I literally just Freren blast, and, and she's dead. And I said that would totally be fitting to the world and what they've set up so far. So I would, it, it would be expected. But well, what it turned into was more of a, more vicious, honestly. I don't think Freren is a, Freren is vicious. But it's like it, it kind of turned it from what you would expect to, oh, this is revenge. And more importantly, this is extermination in a in a heavier sense, because what Freren does is essentially plays off of pride. Yeah. She doesn't just blast Aura. She lets Aura get overtaken by the thing that she has spent hundreds of years which was 500 600 yeah 500 years 500 years aura has been building herself up and they say that every demon has an ability that they master and they focus on it there was a string boy there was aura with the whole tilting scales that is something she has spent 500 years perfecting and freren instead of blasting her and killing her makes it use on her and makes it kill her it's like it, it is the and there, there's such an emphasis on pride with the demons that it makes sense that she would use that on her as almost like a smack in the face of her pride. Like, not am I just going to kill you. I'm going to I'm gonna make your ability you've been mastering kill you. <laughs> it was great. And again, it was like that whole aspect of her walking away, kill yourself. It was like, whoa, <laughs> wow. It's like air all the memes that came from that were just epic. The memes from Farron has been epic. I don't usually like memes. But, the, <laughs> but specifically, the aura of memes have been fantastic. I've been loving them. Yeah, the 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 I I I've been through a lot of different um, shifts in 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 the way the storytelling is, and I I absolutely love it how its brilliance in making you think that they're the the writer is taking the story in one direction, and then you realize oh no we're we're actually going in this direction. Um, I mean I mean at, at one point I I even pointed out to Andrew that I and and he actually kind of popped up and said yeah i was i was kind of thinking that it was going to go in this um discriminatory discriminatory route of um oh the the demons are not actually all, all that bad and then uh you you realize that no the the writer is literally doubling down and going in this direction in it and and i i thought it was brilliantly done uh the in particular in the in the fact of these demons are actually um they say they want to talk but no, demons only use talking to to deceive humans, and 
they were actually he, the writers double da- double downing on this and 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 triple downing on it and and it, it it's so brilliantly done i i absolutely love it uh constantly bringing back the 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 old story the the story of Furin's uh previous group and and bringing those into the the uh this this last example of uh of this last episode was brilliantly done with Stark and and how although you you he believes that he has never been getting all, all these gifts he he turns around and realizes oh I've been getting presents my entire life from these people that I I've I've always held very dear um, so not only that, but they, it was a tradition to show that a warrior has been doing well, like yeah. they've been doing a good job, basically. And, and I, I, I thought that was all absolutely fantastically done. I, I, I absolutely commend the writer on this, this story. It's, I, I have not felt it in any way, shape or form that anything has been left undone so far. I, I, I just think it's brilliant. I, I, I I'm glad you brought it up. I've been debating doing a, a a video on this, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like I hate feeding into obvious trolls. But yeah, there is a discourse that I've been hearing lately of about the idea that Farron is a discriminatory, and it, it's it's kind of those frustrating things where the funniest thing that came of that is I seen somebody just post literally the clip of Lugner in that room with with Linnea and uh. And Drott, and he literally says, Freren knows us. She knows exactly what we are. We are monsters mimicking their their speech in order to gain their trust. And, it, and it's literally one of those things where the author, again, to what we were talking about, could it go down that route? Yes, I could. I could I'm totally welcome to see that route of Freren. Like, they, we went into her backstory with that whole situation with um, Ara. Freren lost her entire village of the demons. And additionally, Flamo wants to kill the demons. And it seems like, yeah, that technically opens up the door to being this idea that she has this prejudice and that she wants to wipe them all out. But again, going back to what Lugner literally says, she knows exactly what we are. What they've, what the writer has, has essentially gone far out of their way doing, not in a sense that it's cheesy or just overdone or overwrote, the writer has gone out of their way to say, what essentially the demons are is think like a, a wild beast, a monster. They're literally monsters. Think of a wild beast that suddenly starts to mimic how we talk to say mother. And then you go, okay, wow, it said mother. So obviously it's intelligent. We have to just, we have to address if we're going to treat them as animals anymore. But then you find out that that's literally saying mama for the sole sake of killing you. Its whole purpose to learning your language is so that it could kill you. And in the, well, in the end, it is a wild beast. It is not, they're not painting it as this is a race or something that is that should exist alongside humans. They're literally portraying it as all the demons do is master one ability and kill humans. That single track mind, they just want to kill all humans. And it, it turns it from a realm of it is literally a monster that is mimicking speech into an aspect of it cannot coexist, basically. And I think that's what they were kind of portraying with the whole thing with the village and how Himmel was Himmel was that that mindset of like, yeah, we should treat this um, as a thing that wants to live. 
and then it literally kills everybody. And it's like, okay, well, maybe not. That was a mistake that Himmel made. And so, yeah, I, it's like, I, 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 first and foremost, the comments saying that it is prejudice or whatever, it's like, you're either not watching this still, or you're not paying attention, or you're trying to make this into something it's not. And, but I, I see that it, there's, it's not really technically even a conversation for the story itself. It doesn't make it's any not, sense to the story itself. It, it, it is applying real world scenarios, in my opinion, assumption here, the person's trying to prop themselves up as, I see that this is bad. It's, T- hit, hit the like button, by the way. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Give me engagements, please. I'm doing a good thing. I'm stop. I'm making world peace by tweeting this. Hey, I'm going to preach about Freren, and that will save the world. That'll save the world. I want my Nobel Peace Prize, please. I called out Freren for her evil ways. It's, it, it's, it's even deeper than that. It's actually, um, if you want to want to get real technical, the the, I I, I absolutely lo- love that you're mentioning uh, effectively um, genocide and how that that fit, fits into this. But setting that aside for the moment. The um, yeah, that's a conversation for Attack on Titan people. Don't talk about Attack on Titan and that. That doesn't that doesn't apply to Ferrin. No, no, it 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 there is there is a, a an argument to be made on that, and that there there is the the, the it's it's something that uh, people should actually really uh, delve into in in the the instance of can if 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 there is a possibility of two things uh, not being able to coexist, is it um, is it morally okay to destroy it i mean you literally if you literally cannot coexist is it okay because for instance yeah, like, if, like if, say there is an insect that suddenly mankind um there's an insect that mankind has discovered yeah and this insect it it releases a dandruff off of it or something like a pow- a powder and if a human inhales it they will die in two doubt uh, two two hours if that suddenly came to like knowledge of mankind and it was spreading mm-hmm. sure as heck we'd be taking it out quickly. That's sort of the same thing here. Just apply that the, the bugs while they're releasing this powder, they're also trying to say, hello, come here. I want to hug well, no, you. It's even, it's even farther than that. It, it, it's, it's, it's there, there's a, there's an actual, um, I, I actually, uh, read about it in a book and, and it, it actually made me really think it is, is two, um, two sentient beings that literally, um, their existence literally are killing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they literally cannot coexist. Um, is it okay? Because you 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 have the moral quandary of two sentient beings. Um, they can't they can't communicate. They can't can't whatever. And that's, and that's the and case of saying, a sentient being, huh? And that and that's the case of a sentient being. I don't necessarily think what how they portrayed the demons in the show or the story that they are. They're lacking empathy. They're sent. The, yeah, they, they're sentient. Yeah, they, and that they, was actually empathy. going it's into really what a I, lot of empathy. And that was going into what I was going to talk about in the uh, in the other side is what where I think it's more interesting is actually the mother thing is not not even the fact that it's um it it's they think it's making you stop hurting them. But it's actually invoking from the human side. Empathy. It's invoking empathy, and it's, it's invoking like, um, the the desire to protect. And so that's that's why yeah, maternal we, instincts, basically, yeah, the maternal in, instinct, the 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 paternal in in the the case of the um, the the um, 
the the guy the lord over the the city is he he was he was both him and himmel yeah and, and they it, well yeah with him he was a father yeah it, it it was invoking uh different emotions and that was causing a pause and and that that's all they needed was that pause the moment that can i can i can i get myself in there um and that's what they were trying for and 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 you find out that the demons were trying to infiltrate and they were using the peace talks as a way to cause a uh takeover of that 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 city and they so they let down the shield yeah yeah, it, so it's it it it's fascinating in that, that and he invokes father. He, he invokes what's father. a father? What's a father? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I love that line so much because it shows how twisted it is. And I mean, yes, you could technically say that it's not. It doesn't seem as. And there's the question mark. Really, honestly, so far, what we portray with Farron is everything that she has killed. Every demon that she has killed so far has been killing many people. Aura has killed thousands i would assume i don't know if they ever said a number but i mean the the the, the field of yeah the army suits. by itself is um but it's like in that sense it's like will there come a time where yes they're walking down the street and then Farron sees a you know a cute little demon running across the road and she just blasts it i think at that point it's gonna feel it's gonna make you feel weird yeah i think so far it hasn't made you feel any different because you you have people like lugner that literally says <laughs> she read us completely. Yeah, we're here to kill everybody, and we don't care about peace talks. And then you have, yes, Drat basically comes to her to, to cut her head off. You have Linier, well, she was killed by Stark and uh, Lugner technically, but everybody she's killed so far, even with uh, Qual, every one of them has, has a body count. So it, 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 I guess it doesn't bring that question up. And even the one with the, with the flashback, kill that kid, um, or killed the father and went and kidnapped another kid, um, technically before Hamill told her not to kill him and the, and the mayor showed up, they had killed a daughter. That's why she was trying to find a replacement. Um, so he, every one of them they've, they've killed before. So I guess, yes, technically it, it will make me question when it comes to that point. But for now it's like, so far it's been portrayed as these demons are, they're not necessarily, they're, again, they're, they're monsters that have mimicked voices. And it's like, to that extent, are we are we going to every storyline that has a quote unquote monster uh, race that is slaughtering humans and they take them out? Are we questioning uh, those? Is that prejudice in those stories? I mean, that, that's a question mark. It's it, it, it like I said, that 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 quandary until you actually delve into it. I mean, it, it's it's one of those you have to you like have early, to question it. early I mean, attack on Titan. The Titans come rushing mm -hmm. into the town and then and then everybody jumps on their little packs and they start shooting around and cutting the heads off. Is that prejudice? Well, just because, and it, that, that, just because it came in that there? one did it. That one did it in a different way. You didn't it didn't humanize or show their uh, their sentience. That's the point that that was the but point. The point. <laughs> that, I mean, that it, was the point. It it, it, it it waited until a certain point. Then they started showing. Well, okay, no, I'm just these, talking early. These Titans. I'm just talking early, just a, a sense of there is a monster coming into the town and they immediately go to. There kill was it. no communication. There's a so exactly. But I mean, that's that's the point of that is the only difference here. And it's the point of the story is that these demons learned how to talk. Right. I mean, technically, yes, some of the attack, the, some of the Titans later on start talking shortly into the series. And right. so it already creates that question mark there of like, wait, are we? Should exactly. we kill them? Um, and that, that, that's the point that's, is that's it, they though. don't show they don't show any sentience. And then once they do show sentience, 
that's when the question comes up. Yeah. And the 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 peace talks were the attempt at showing the the sentience, and then the que- that's when you're supposed to pause, and that's why immediately that when I came up to you and I said. I think that I, I thought for a moment that they were going in this direction and then then they showed no that was a misdirection and they went right back to like you were saying that that one scene where he says well what's a father I I don't know I I just said it because it worked um that that was your that should have been your 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 mark to say okay yes they they may have sentience but they're still using that sentience to destroy so you have you your your moral your moral quandary is being shifted back into the now if they go back and they show some kind of which I don't see this writer doing that I don't see this as a um the demon kinds are coming together to get revenge on the humans I, I don't see that as some kind of a a a road it's literally they're a bunch of chaotic uh creatures um yeah. that yeah they happen to have sentience that's what makes them more all the more dangerous yeah they're basically um, chaotic evil yeah or yeah chaotic evil i mean it's a it's just interesting it's an interesting concept it's just it, the sensationalizing of what that is just doesn't make any sense to me because like i said everything pretty much points to one direction i did like everything with flamel though i i was really i i think the the icing on the cake with her was definitely the 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 flower spell was a thing that fell in love with it and i'm like holy crap they're tying it right into himmel with that one <laughs> because basically flamel fell in love with flower uh magic because her parents taught her the field of flowers and then what did himmel fall in love with magic when she used the flower fill the flowers um and yes technically kind of goes into that kind of wish that he has and everything it, it, it just all kind of ties in so well together it it's one of those series where Truth be told, early on, I was already kind of sold on it because I love the style, the setup, and everything like that. I love the emotion, the beginning of it, that that learning empathy, learning. I'm stuck on empathy word now. Learning regrets or learning learning about what you kind of missed and those regrets and everything she had. But I think over time, I've been I've been loving how well everything feels so well tied in together and wrote. Like I could have never imagined they were going to have this whole thing where yes, she's technically hiding her her magic or whatever, and how that's. The same with Fern. Now, granted, when that episode started out and Lugner said, you know, you're a disgrace to to mages and then Fern blasts him. And then we find out later it's because Fern has been hiding her mana, her 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 aura, her her mana pull that you can see. But what that kind of opened up was like, holy crap, I'm like very curious now. What I when I kind of put in my my thumbnail is is the 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 um what, what was the term I used? It was like the. The disgusting mage or whatever the disgraceful mage this idea that there's like almost a a sense of what they feel is proper or not proper as a mage like flamel says literally i will become will be will be we will you and me will become like the most disgraceful mages ever just to kill them we will do this thing that you don't do and i'm like so is there i mean they technically implied on this idea that she has to get this um the certification or whatever <laughs> that she's like this a class or s rank uh, mage just so they can get this area and i'm like so is there like a a, a possibility that the way that Ferrin uses magic is seen as like wrong and the, the, they would be see her as disgraceful like i, I understand why lugner and all them see it as disgraceful because they're prideful and they think they know the system and that you have to follow these rules 
and they've been building up their magic, their their particular skill for so long, and they have this pride in it. There's a massive amount of pride that comes with the demons. But is that, that I'm wondering if that applies to humans too, or other races. Well, that would that would make it more amusing in the aspect of because that 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 could be very well be true. Um, I was thinking more going off of what you were saying is, I wonder if how you know how uh Ferran keeps mentioning that the all the books that are fl- uh flame flamos or whatever all of her books are fake yeah i wonder if she's saying that so that they don't believe that her her books are real and in all actuality her books are actually real and that she's just saying the way it sh- <laughs> she's, I, my she's doing my- it improperly and so nobody can 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 kind of decipher it because they don't understand how she's thinking. And so she says that they're fake, but in all actuality, they're real. Yeah, Does that the, make sense? The question mark I really had around that whole thing is, is like, why is there this expectation that she's gone around and have been dropping grimoires or were like, are, are we, they didn't imply that Flamma lived for a long time. No. Like when she, when she started training, she was, Ferrin, human. Yeah. She was like 20 and then cut forward, what was it, 50 years? And she shows back up and says it's only been a mere 50 years. And then she says, you know, she gives the request to put the flowers out in front of her grave. And I'm like, so it's not as if she's lived thousands of years and traveled everywhere to drop off grimoires everywhere. Right. So I'm like, I'm curious as why there's a, this expectation there's grimoires everywhere that Fennel made. And yeah, it kind of makes me wonder if when Farron's picking up all these grimoires, she's burning them because they're obviously fake because she didn't make those grimoires. But why is she looking for them? Why is she hunting them down? Is she trying to de- to delete that? Which technically would go to the point of, now I don't know how it applied to Flamel, but technically Freren was supposed to be isolated. I love right. that they got that. I love they got, again, this whole thing is like all these complaints that people had in early episodes. And I'm like, oh, look at there. It explains it. She doesn't know how to act around people. And she was so disconnected from the party because that's what Flamel told her to do. She told her, don't make a name for yourself. Don't meet people. Be isolated. So that nobody will know who you are until the moment you walk in front of that demon lord and he goes, who are you? Blast. <laughs> Which just, yes, technically, especially with this recent episode, made me wonder if it, it was I, all friends. I was half expecting it was, to reach over there and grab that sword. I really was. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, Stark I was expecting. Well, I, Stark, I assumed, Stark too. I thought about Stark as well. See, I assume that Hamill returned it at some point and that was why it was there. But yeah, it, it is that idea of like, yes, technically Hamill at least the one, a few shots that we've gotten looks like he's powerful, but I do kind of wonder if Himmel isn't technically the hero that Farron is the one that destroyed the demon mm-hmm. Lord. And I think that's what we're, we're going to get revealed eventually is that Himmel and them were there. He, he obviously, they probably obviously helped, but I think it was Farron and her specific, the fact that she probably went in there and that demon Lord said, who are you people? And then they started fighting and he's like, you guys are so weak. And then Farron blasted. And he's like, what? Where'd that come from? <laughs> you didn't look like you had that power. What the heck? Um, but I am very, I'm very fascinated by, I love the history of Himmel. I love, did you like that with um, why Himmel became the hero? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a <laughs> hater making fun of him. He became the hero. <laughs> he said, you fake hero with your fake sword. He's like, well, I figured I'll become a hero. Um, and still becomes a fake hero because he hasn't, couldn't pull a sword. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of expected that there was a possibility that Stark would go over there and grab it, or at least touch it and see if it worked. But I don't know how the barrier thing works, if it blocks them as well. 
Um, that would have been funny if he just walks up and he's carrying both his axe and his sword in his hand. And Frere's like, put that back. <laughs> no, it would be Fern that would say, put that back. Yeah. <laughs> put that back where you found it. What the Fern heck is so, I, I love Fern. Fern She's is so just fun. absolutely perfect. Their chemistry, like the characters, that three group, the writer nailed the chemistry. Like, I was I cannot... half expecting them to, to include the, the stupid elf mage. I was half expecting it. The monk? Yeah, the elf oh. monk. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was a nice little addition to it. I, I really loved him kind of. But again, it's kind of one of those things where I think he just did a good job of kind of showing the spiritual side of everything. And then just that was it. Like uh, he he did his part. I mean, if I was going to make an argument, like I said, I would I would say Linnea should have joined the party. But no, <laughs> if I make my argument, it would be the chief of the village of the sword, uh, the sword uh, <laughs> protectors, because it's literally Roxy Sayu. <laughs> like, how dare you drop a Roxy Sayu she right was, here out of she nowhere? She was absolutely perfect as well. Just, I, did, 50 did it, years, did it, did it, did it I've been you? very patient, did it so my grandma said. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are we doing like a halfling or something like that? I thought been she around was a halfling. Time. I, 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 was, I, was, I think, I, I'm, I'm still convinced she was a halfling. Was there trying to reach her? It's like trying to be <laughs> so taller perfect. than her? Was, like, what are you doing, girl? It. <laughs> uh, it was great. I love that too. But no, I, I would say, yeah, I, 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 besides of like the impact that... It's, it's funny. I, I think the, the snow episode with the, the monk, I think, is a prime example of something where craft crafts episode was one of those episodes where I I didn't think I was going to get much out of it. Like I, I had chuckles throughout it. Like, yeah, the beginning segment and basically have <laughs> Fern got some muscles. Fern dragging Stark to the cabin and then the whole like pervert thing with craft and then jumping forward and you have the whole scene where Stark wakes up and he's in his bed. Um, all that stuff was fun, but it was like, even in that case, it's like, I'm kind of wondering, am I not going to have really anything to really digest here? Like really chew into. And it always pulls something out of nowhere. Like it just hits me. Like the whole thing with that episode, it was specifically about Hater technically explaining why Fern knows how to hide her mana too. Because yeah, that was the whole point. It was like, yeah, Fern spent years, years, thousands of years, a thousand years building up her mana and hiding it learning how to hide it specifically so how does fern know how to do that she hasn't been around that long how does she perfect it i think it's twofold one is is showing that yes heiter technically taught her how to do that she he was already teaching her because he asked Ferrin how to do it oh yeah i see you're doing this you're way more powerful than that so how are you doing it okay i might have to teach a mage one day how to do it and sure enough it was fern but i think they're kind of implying that fern i think picks up on things quick i they've already implied that she's fast like right. that was that was the thing that Freren said i let you kill everything because it's quicker mm-hmm. <laughs> you you blast you send off spells quickly but i think it's also applying not just that she can cast fast but that i think they're implying that she can learn fast too which makes sense that she's learned as much as she has in such a short time um but i think that would probably apply to the the mana as well but what was it going with but yeah that that episode was was showing that whole thing off but it was also additionally again going into Really, the concept of having someone really praise you. And I think every episode sort of has a really strong message somewhere in there if you look for it. And it it does get me sometimes thinking I'm overthinking things. But when it feels so good when I think about it, it makes me believe that was the intention. Do Again, with think- that one, it's about seeking praise. Everybody should have this or needs to have the desire or at least have it fulfilled to be praised at some point. And Kraft wanted this goddess to. Because he outlives everybody. How can you get praise from somebody that you outlive? So he seeks a goddess. Do we think that um, that uh, Fran is human? 
Fran. Mm-hmm. Who's Fran? Fern. Fern. Sorry. Fern. Uh, yeah. I mean, she could be like a partial something else, but yeah, the assumption is that she's human. I mean, we I don't mean, we don't know who her parents are. It's just Heiter found her in a village, her. and she's growing at the age of a, a human. I mean, she's she's already literally becoming an adult, and it's only been like twenty years. I mean, I I would assume that if she was um related to the demons, Freren would have picked it up very quickly. But do we know that demons are specifically? Is there anything specific that just makes them obviously demon? Um, yeah, they, they haven't implied like her, an aura or anything like that. Her I mean, eyes, horns. That every demon we've seen so far has horns. Has horns. Um, I, I was actually interested in that in the idea that I wonder if the horns are. Somebody pointed out that yes, technically, if you see the, the at least with Aura, her horns are huge, mm-hmm. and then you go to somebody like Linnea, who seems like she's young, her horns are small, and then you have somebody like Lugner, who was kind of like just under Aura. And his are, his are pretty large. So it seems to imply like their age kind of is, is signified by their horns. So I don't know. Maybe she maybe she shaves them down. May, specifically. <laughs> it's at night when Farron is dead asleep because heck no, she ain't going to wake up Farron in the middle of the night. Stark, Stark one morning is going to wake up and see her in her own. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed specifically Stark, her eyes. Go to bed Stark. Someone. Her eyes Im- imply something's going on with her. But I don't know what that is going to specifically be i i just i just find it off uh but as far as i mean she's she's easily my probably my favorite character i mean i but do see, they, they've never Fern, implied but... that demons are that far down south it, it, it kind of gives us an indication that where they pass through is like it's got a barrier there and that demons can't get past it and that's wherever that's where the fight with the demons is so unless they imply at some point that the, well, the demons demon got that, through that barrier and that border and came down the south, I don't know how that'd be possible. Well, they did fight the one guy down there, um, but yeah, he was, was sealed, and yeah, I guess technically that would imply that he came down there at some point. So yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. I mean, it it they've never specifically said that the demons can't be down there. They just that they may have been down the there and they set the barrier. Is. Yeah, yeah, I can see that since Qual was down there, that makes sense. I yeah, mean, there, I mean, there, was the, the there was also the four that came came up on them and they were all around him. Um, and she was saying that the that what was she telling him? But oh, that was that was in the past. Right? You mean Flamel? Yeah, that was that. I don't even that that would be wherever Farron's village was. That was such yeah. a good scene, too. <laughs> yeah, just leave her and leave. We just want to kill the elves, which, again, is, is implying this idea. They they literally went around and were eradicating every threat. I'm convinced now because they went after Stark's village and Stark's village was nothing but warriors. They specifically went after the elves, which I would assume they did because the elves live so long that they can get really incredible power. And they went after this clan of warriors, which was Stark's family. Uh, but yeah, she's like, leave that behind. We just, we're just, we were just told to come kill the elves. They don't care. And it was like implying this idea that wasn't necessarily that they were just following orders, but it was more of a pride thing. Like you're nothing. And it was like one of those moments of like, thank you for underestimating gun yeah. it was like a literally delete she just presses the delete button they just disappear <laughs> it was so good um now and I, didn't, I didn't even pick up on that when i was doing my video on it but yeah it kind of implies there that it was it an aspect that because Freren didn't underestimate her seen her true potential that's why she brought it with her like it was her seeing that which technically again in himmel does the same thing for Freren. i love that kind of passing down that kind of theme to each character himmel didn't underestimate Freren, 
brought her with him and he's fruitful because of it obviously it's good stuff there's there's so much there's so much good stuff in that show that just i can't i can't get enough of it and yeah i fern and stark need to get together already i feel so yeah. bad for stark he's such a good boy <laughs> uh, but yeah i do agree with you i just i think the chemistry is just it's solid fern is sort of the she should be stone-faced but she's not she's got this goofy side that comes out every now and then like that freaking potion <laughs> <laughs> By the way, animation incredible. Um, but no, she just like kicks off the bed. I have something here, just stupid smirk on her face as she's holding out this potion that gets rid of clothing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the goofy little giggle that she has. Well, it would have only been perfect. used on one person. Hello. She knows exactly who's going to be used on. <laughs> but no, she's literally like, I told you to get rid of that a long time ago. Just pours it out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it was it was such a good little episode and start Fern trying to fend Stark, but then kind of seeing him just talk about boobs and stuff. It was just dorky. I'm like, it's just a he's a poor guy. He just he just sees a cloud and he calls it out. What's wrong with that? Of course, Fern, I think, calls everybody perverts. <laughs> she called the she called poor craft a pervert. Thinks Stark's a pervert. Um, Somebody made a good point. I think on the discord they were saying uh, this is a good sign that Fern's actually the pervert because she always thinks the most lewdest things. Yeah. Stark isn't thinking lewd when he sees the boobies up there. Craft uh, is just kind of chill, and he's like, "Come on in. I got to take my shirt off because I'm trying to, I'm trying to get warmed up here, and I didn't want to get all sweaty." And Fern's the entire time thinking, "Pervert, pervert, pervert, pervert." I just for Stark, he's like, "I can carry her. Come on, come on, come on. I can, I can carry her." I thought when, at the beginning of that, I thought it was just that Fern didn't was jealous of him carrying. Uh, Ferrin. I think it really was. She had that little puffy face. She had the puffy face. She was like, no, I can't. No. I, I want to carry Ferrin. Uh, she loves Ferrin. It's so adorable. Uh, she's, like, most of the time, she's kind of just, like, big sis to Ferrin. And I, I love that aspect of her, but... Yeah. They're just... I can go on for days of this show. Where are we at right now? We're only 40 minutes in, so we still can, we could talk a little bit more We're talking about, about Ferrin for 40 minutes already. <laughs> Daggum. 40 minutes almost uh it's easy right it is easy but no that the animation that fight with aura was or not well specifically lugner and and um Lenier was absolutely incredible the animation was just I, I i i can't really remember the last time i seen a anime mage battle that looked that good like it was just crisp it wasn't just a lot of like swiggly lines flying through the air and whatnot it was just her walking and she's shoot, and she's just like shooting things as she's walking, and it's the pans from behind her towards the ground. I was like, "Oh God, it's such a good shot!" It was just, um, yeah, gush, 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 gush. Yeah. But then yes, Linnea and him was the, the her combat skill, and of course, it's cute lolly girl with a big gigantic axe. Of course, I'm gonna like it. I I I I, I I'm gonna hold my my tongue on that one because I did like it, but then it. It ended ended disappointingly. That's true. <laughs> Stark should have died, apparently, according to obviously. Chris. Obviously, no. It, they need to end it with the romance route. Obviously, <laughs> no. That's like they said when I when that first episode had happened. It was like there was obviously up outrage, and yes, well, I, people I, were more mad about Aura dying. I would. I technically, I'm not going to deny. I I would have liked Aura to stay too. So, yeah, just dominate her and just have her fall around. You'd be more of an asset if I control you for the rest mm. of your life basically um but no it, there's a question mark they did imply the idea that you can overcome it by sheer will and it kind of implied the idea that guy's father the guy's son possibly was able to get past it but then he she punishes him in return for that and so i was like i was wondering like yeah technically if she did dominate 
Ara and then told her to follow her and be her puppet, would Ara know how to do that? I mean, she's she's observed it plenty of times. Would she have the sheer willpower to be able to break it? It's a good question mark. But yeah, I was I was on the idea of like because she beats Linnea, she starts falling. If it was any other anime, you would have Linnea in the background constantly digging through the bushes and constantly watching Stark because Stark showed her something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that whole idea of like he did something that she didn't know before, which is that was that lightning strike. And so she was not ready for it. And so she wouldn't follow him around. Doki Doki. And every time he shows her, she's like pokes her head out and she's a little horn sticking out and she's a little heart in her eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Aura's sitting next to her going, that stupid fern. I'm going to get her next time. <laughs> and they become Team Rocket. <laughs> Any other anime, they become like this comedy relief in the background following around. Tell me you're caught up on Apothecary Diaries. Mm, probably. Spoilers for Apothecary Diaries. We tra- we're finally transitioning after 41 minutes of the podcast. Um... How was what's what's your overall thought? Spoiler open. Finally, you're free to talk. So did you, did you did you get my did I I think I talked about them in a recent video. What do you think of my theories? Have you watched my recent videos? I oh. believe so. What do you think about my theory about uh, Jinshi? What about him? That he's the prince's younger brother. He's not a eunuch. <laughs> I I think Jinshi's actually got his thing down there, and he's actually just working for the because they 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 sh- at the party they said the the young prince was very ill, the younger brother was very ill all the time, and that he barely ever comes out, and he came out at some point, but then he left shortly after, and then Jinshi comes showing up, and he's looking a little worked down, and I can I can assume that he was just looked that way because she said that his collar was disheveled and she assumed that he went off and you know get kissy kissy with somebody but he could because he changed his clothes he was dressed up as the young prince changed his clothes and came back to the party but yeah i'm i'm they imply the idea that he was he's he's special to the 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 emperor they again that whole statement that he just left and he's very ill very anybody barely anybody's seen him that he has that jinshi is basically being even though he's the manager or whatever, overseer of the rear palace, for some reason he's getting like, like, like these mysteries from the battlefield that he has to solve. And it's like, that would make sense if he is, you know, the special someone underneath the emperor, his younger brother, that has being implanted in there. It would make sense what he trusts him to go in there and basically that would, it, that uh, would swoon also, the concubines to kick them out. That would also explain why he's, um, why the emperor would know so much about Malmo as well. If they're communicating. And- oh yeah. He's, he's for sure communicating to him. Yeah. That's, that's definitely probably, he, he definitely probably told him like, you look, this girl doing some crazy stuff. Let's see if she can, can help you with, um, Lihua. That's a, it, that, that's an interesting thought. I, I, I don't see why not. I mean, that would, um, I hadn't, hadn't really thought much about the emperor's brother. I, I really didn't. I, but I do remember that specific line, and it, it did it did seem way out of place. And I mean, it, that was the first mention of a sibling to him. So yeah, yeah. it was kind of. Um, but yeah, that would be an interesting. I didn't didn't think about that because yeah, he was specifically gone in that first part of the the uh, the garden. But then the the ceiling was technically that scene after the party because as um, Goshun comes in there and he's like. Sorry, you know, you, you're 
you're letting yourself show out a little bit too much because he's like getting all comfortable because Goshun's in there and he's just kind of slouching over on the thing. And then he says, your hairpin's still in your hair. And he takes it out and he says, oh yeah. And he says, good thing it was in your hair so nobody's seen it. If anybody's seen it, they would know your real stat, your true status or whatever. Hmm. And it was a very, very beautiful looking hairpin. Like it looked like a marble almost. Um, and again, that was another kind of telling thing of like, what is the status? What what would be this important status he'd have to keep secret? Yeah. The prince or younger brother. I don't know if they would call him a, a they, young emperor or whatever. I think he wouldn't be a, uh, an emperor, but he would definitely be a, a prince of some well, sort. I yeah, I don't think they use the term prince because no, that I prince don't. usually goes under king. So I guess it would just be the uh, the emperor's younger brother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the emperor's younger brother. <laughs> um, but no, it would, it would explain a lot in the story so far. The question mark now is really who is Mau Mau? Because her father dropped a bomb on the previous episode. Um, not this last one, this last Friday, but the previous Friday, he just kind of just mentions, Oh, Mama went to the rear palace. What coincidence or something like that? Like that's, yeah. that's, that's very interesting that that happened. So they're kind of, an, it's obvious that I don't think Mama is her, his daughter. I'm thinking that maybe somebody got her out of there and he, they, somebody entrusted her to him. Yeah. Or he found her when she was discarded out of the palace or something like that. Like she's a, I don't know, maybe the previous emperor's, maybe she's Li Xu's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing was kind of like, yeah, that's that would that be, time period. No, please don't do Nine-year-old that. Nine-year-old <laughs> Li Xu. Uh, yeah, I kind of was curious how how old uh, the emperor's mom was when, because they kind of went, fish, 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 fish. what? <laughs> They're like, she looks really young. Yeah, she had the emperor when, fish, fish, fish. really? <laughs> Poor girl. Um, like, yep, that's, that's that time period. They don't really have, you don't tell the emperor she's young. Um, it's just unfortunate, but that's it how it is. But I, I kind of wonder if Li Shi was just, I, I don't, I'm kind of curious. I want to know more about Li Shi. I, I really do because it doesn't necessarily imply that she is like attached to the previous emperor, but you would kind of assume that might be a story beat that we'll get into with Li Shi. Um, but it is one of those things where right now it just seems like the emphasis is on the idea that people are mistreating her. Her relating weddings are treating her like crap. And I hate the fact that we've gotten so far away from that storyline. <laughs> Mama had to have a three days off. Let her have her three days off, Andrew. Shut up. Uh, but yeah, I was like, we're opening the door to Lishu's story and then and now we're going to go over here. Okay. I guess we're, I guess we're leaving there for now. It'll, it'll be fascinating to see how it's, because it's, it's tying what, at least four storylines right now. Lishu? They got Lishu, they've got the oh, the, yeah. the poisoning, the 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 outside poisoning, and then they got the inside poisoning. Um they did the the side side story, and now we've got the I mean they they did have the implying that there was the brother, and I like I said, I, that was an off kilter thing that i i just kind of made note of that's why i said i i i did notice it it just it didn't seem i mean like the assumption was... that scene would be like oh well they just brought up that he has a younger brother and he's ill guess mom i was gonna find a cure for him yeah. um it, it, that, that's kind of the thing that it creates with a show like this that she's you know an apothecary and that she well this stuff out. i think that that is honestly it's good writing to me because it, it it's it's okay plot point being placed Plants here, head, not, not necessarily going to be a, a, a major story beat right now, but it's something that's going to slowly build up over time. 
it'll it'll become more relevant later on as as the story starts to shift. And that's that's kind of how they've been moving a lot of the stories so far. They've been you 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 kind of are introduced to Mau Mau. Mau Mau uh, is is in the in the in the general group, and and she's she's meeting all these people, and then uh, she threatens a she, couple lady in waiting. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that wasn't that wasn't until she became a lady in waiting. We got we got a couple of story beats that kind of just bring her to Jinshi's attention, and and it, slowly you're seeing the 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 ladies in waiting as they're passing by. They're not necessarily a, a major story beat, but they're in the background. And and that's that's good writing is 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 you're not you're not taking uh, anything and just going, oh, yeah, 15 people. None of them really matter in two minutes. But, you know, you've got 15 people. Here's another 23 people. Oh, don't worry about those other 15 people. They don't matter anymore. I mean, the, the, they're even bringing back um, uh, uh, Tama. They keep bringing her back. Her name's Shalom, by the way. But yeah, I, I was actually surprised. Like, typically, she's just the gossip girl, and then suddenly, I know where she actually drops like info about the whole thing with the hairpins, and it's like, okay, now finally, she, he wants she wants to hear about the hairpins. Everybody <laughs> wants to tell her about the hairpins, but no, it takes Thomas saying, "Oh, you know about the hairpins, right? They allow you to get." No, she specifically didn't say, "Do you know about the hairpins?" She opened it with, "Oh, so now you can leave." Everybody else is like, hey, you want to know about the hairpins? No, I don't care about the hairpins. She was like, so you can leave. Now I want to know more. <laughs> I could finally leave this place. And it's I, like, I, it's I, I absolutely going. do get a kick out of like um, uh, her her main uh, concubine that she keeps uh, that she's a lady in wait. Yoko for. is amazing. Yeah, I absolutely that, love her outside the fact of that, that door. She, you know, her, she's sitting back there and she, she is just. She's she she knows what the hairpins are and she's just having a blast with Mau Mau not knowing what I don't know what the hairpins are, but I'm I'm like, I don't care. I just love the fact that Mau Mau doesn't know and everybody else seems to are being on this big secret and they're all having a blast laughing at Mau Mau not knowing whatever this big secret is that the hairpins are representing. Yeah, she specifically says that she just can't wait for to see what Jinshi does. Like she just can't wait to see Jinshi's face when when he finds out that she's going out on a date with technically a date with the Haku. <laughs> and then it turns that whole thing where she implies that, well, I didn't have anything to give you. And he's like, well, what did you give to, uh, to the Haku? Oh, I gave him a fantastic night. I worked really hard on it. I, I think he was really pleased with it. <laughs> and then she walks out the door and Gaku's just busting up laughing. Like, she's like, I can't believe you just suggested that. <laughs> and the other girl just slaps her over the head. The, I think it was like the lead lady in waiting just slaps her over the head like you idiot now now like go shoon is like they're going crap how am I gonna explain this to him because he's he, he's probably dead in there he's just standing there like just just, just broke, frozen you just broke him she's like oh she's just cleaning the floor like oh we are back alright I'm out of here peace uh, it's so good I, I love I think Lee, Jinshi is creepy. I I find him creepy. Like I, it's like one of those rare cases. Like there's been some good moments. Like especially when he discovered that you know she's been freckling herself in order to avoid again being drugged into an alleyway. Um, when he discovered that whole thing and the fact that she was kidnapped and that's why she's there, it's like a brief moment of like, yeah, I kind of I kind of see this working. Like between the two of them, him getting fearful because she might be poisoned because she just took in poison and tra- dragging her off. There's these little mo- brief moments of Jinji, but for overall, like, I always kind of find him just like the creepy guy. Like, I just leave Mau Mau alone. But yeah, I do. And again, that goes to that whole thing about the eunuch and all that kind of stuff. The fact that he's the he probably isn't cut. He probably is given permission to go there without being uh, a eunuch. But 
so I can assume that there's going to be that relationship between the two of them. That he does technically have a unit and everything like that. And there's going to be, even, I mean, if he doesn't have it, I mean, yes, technically they could still have a romance. I'm not saying that just because he didn't have his thing down there, he can't have a relationship with Momo. Uh, but that's the assumption that the direction it's going. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I like their chemistry. I'm just not shipping them. And I guess that's probably because Momo doesn't seem to care. Like she doesn't want to be having anything to do with him. So there is that element of, Mama pushing him away almost makes you just not want it to happen. I, I've had that experience with another story that I'm getting into deeply is that I'm not going to mention is that feeling of like, yeah, I don't necessarily ship the two of these characters until that moment when suddenly it seemed like the character's pushing towards it. And you're like, okay, I, 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 I get you now. If you're good with it, I'm following you. Like, like I, the, the moment that the episode pops up and Mama just suddenly goes, I think I like Jinshi. I'm going to go, okay, girl, I'm following you. I'm, I'm, I'll back you up. But until then, I don't care about Jinchi. <laughs> I'm on with Momo. I'm with Momo that I don't care for Jinchi until then. I need I need her to accept it. I think that it's more along the lines of he just she's she's picking up on his uh, dishonesty vibes, and um, I think that that's really kind of more uh, what kind of sets her off it, because there's there's he. He gives off the the I'm interested in you vibe and he and she's not getting it um, per se. And it, it, every well, time there is it, the it aspect seems... that she's technically seeing him going around swooning everybody. So yeah, there is and, an element there like, yeah, not me. Yeah, that doesn't work on me. Um, so it's, it's... Well, all the girls on the balcony are falling off the balcony over him. She's just like, OK, please don't. <laughs> yeah, it, she's she's more interested in in what what tickles her mind and, and her tongue. Yeah. And that, <laughs> poisons. That yeah. Poisons. Um, <laughs> Dang girl gets super into that. I, I, this. I still, I still Don't get a this. kick out of that. Um, it. Um, it's, it's so funny because she's, he's, you got two totally, uh, masochistic characters just in, uh, and it's just, uh, it's crazy. Ah. Uh, these, these these kids, I, I swear. <laughs> but no, I, I, I still think, let me think. I I, I want to still say that probably Li Hua's episode was probably still my favorite. My, granted, the ending of uh, Fuyo's whole thing, the girl that was quote unquote sleepwalking. And that was just more of like a presentation thing. Like I I had no connection to Fuyo that, as a that character. Was that, that but was the moment they had that there. whole meeting and they go out into the carriage the music ramps up and he, they just, now they're alone. He just embraces her. I'm like, holy crap. You kick like, I was, I was balling like, holy crap. This is so good. Um, like, oh, I was, I was, everybody, I was like, to... watch three episodes of the show. If before you give up on it, watch three episodes. Cause that third episode just kicked me in the stomach. Um, but I still think Lee, Li, Li episode was still my favorite. Like just, there was so many things there. They still using this stuff. Despite the fact that I told you it was poison, her slapping that chick, um, going through the whole process of realizing that they're burning incense to cover the smell. They weren't taking care of her properly. They weren't wa- washing her properly. They're not feeding her properly. All this stuff about caretaking they were getting into and then eventually getting to Liwa and her feeling terrible because she ignored the, the warning and that she could have saved her child despite that. And yet her still standing up and saying, I made a mistake, but I want to move forward. The connection that she made with Liwa. Like when she showed up with a hairpin later on, I'm like, this girl loves Mama so much. Um, just that whole episode was just, it was good. It's still my favorite episode. I, I'm torn because I, I did like, um, a, a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the parts leading up to that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would Im- imply uh, kind of Goku's Goku's uh, storyline, and then leading into Lee Hua's. Um, I I loved the I did like the um, the Sleepwalker. I but I like I liked it more from its. See that aesthetic. episode was the ending. It, like the, the rest I, not, of the episode, not I wasn't a big fan of it. The the end of the episode was meh, whatever. Um, the whole song and them beating each the, other and going off with each other. The, a lot of the, a lot of the the aesthetic in, leading up to that, I I liked a lot of that. Hmm. Her dance dances and stuff like that. I I, I liked a lot of that. Um, the storyline in general, eh, it's a, it's all right. Yeah, I, I mean, and, it was the implications there is severe. Oh yeah, like, she's like telling Gokyo, "Don't tell anybody this. Like, oh yeah, I don't know this is real, and if it is, it's gonna be really bad." Well, and that that, that, emperor, that, that emperor is gonna come in after them. <laughs> that 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 actually leads me to something that you had mentioned on on one of your uh your your things. You had brought up the conjecture thing. Yeah, and I. I wonder because I'm I'm hoping that they can do this sooner rather than later. She needs to have something um her state something and it blows up in her face. Exactly. Like she calls it wrong. Because they need I to put they need to put they, some kind of weight on it. I wonder if they were gonna do that with that whole situation with the the consort and the merchant boy. I really honestly thought they were gonna do it there, and they never did. Because it was what they were implying there was that she assumed that entire house right was in on it and the father's like don't do it just let it go it's done and i like do you think that the father knew that that was hush money i still i so i so think that was hush money. i think so i i so think that he thought that was hush money mm-hmm. that's why he was denying and it. she took it and <laughs> she it, and she because she spoke up it that's when he was uh he he basically w- was forced uh, out to take yeah it. like okay yeah uh-huh Otherwise, you'd have to point out, like, no, this hush money, don't take it, and then that, and that makes that 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 then becomes the thing you don't say. Like, <laughs> this is this unspoken thing you don't say. Um, but no, yeah, that was that was seriously the situation there, and I and I like how there was so much in that episode. Um, if you really dig into it, one being the fact that yes, they're technically getting into is this is it's well, we're going for 24 the, episodes so maybe we because I, I was i was thinking thinking along the lines of okay we've got like three three more episodes where every we're not good show to, this season is going to core and i love it yeah <laughs> i love it like this undead unluck um a furin like all the good shows are going to core but yeah it. if it because if it now that now that i know that there's 24 episodes that gives me a lot of more leeway that that will blow up in her face at some point she's going to she's gonna it's gonna happen you know, it's going to involve like the emperor or something like that. I, it could be, technically involve this this poisoning that's going on right now. They're trying to find who. Um, she said at some point that they no, that the, the I don't. Sticks they burnt that poisoned the guy. They were saying that that they she was implying that it was possible that those were hidden messages that they were writing on the the stick plates, and they're still trying to find that person because it seems to imply that whoever wrote those is trying to ass- either assassinate um, Li Shu. Or they're trying to take out the emperor. It seems like Li Shu's the target because she was the one that the, that Gyoku, the food going to Gyoku was supposed to go to. Um, it just happens to be that there was also some bullying going on at the same time, so it kind of well, the whole it's thing obvious. Up. It's obvious that a lot of that is setting itself up because the, and even even because... The, even her going out into the um, into the 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 red light district. Obviously, that was all setting up for this bigger one i don't think this is going to blow up i don't think that that one will blow up i think that there's the thing with the one, the, 
I think the thing with Lee Shu is like a big story because what I my no, on no, Lee no, Shu, no, 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 I I'm, I'm remember there's like four threads going on right now. There's the Lee Shu one. There's the outside poison and there's the inside poison. Um, so Lee Shu What's the I, outside poison then. Cause I apparently the, I what, the, there was some there. There was some military guys. Soldiers, that was the, because they were burning the wrong food, the wrong, wrong wood. Right. But it's leading into the poisoning that's inside. I don't think they implied it was the same. They they word. were implying because they were talking about the 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 hands and how it was it was burnt the same that was the same burn that was the same thing right it's this the exactly that's what I'm saying this the burning that was going on outside is the same burning that's going on inside that's that's leading you to believe that these two poisonings are parallel. Um, no, the military just made him sick. They didn't leave him burns. In the inside, that was they were burning these wood chips. That had something on it that she thinks was a hidden message, and he thinks that that's applied to that. It could be, but I, from what I gathered, know that the whole thing with the military was a completely separate thing. It was just that it was making him sick, and they thought the villagers were trying to make him sick, but no, they just burned the wrong wood, and that was what she basically pointed out. And he, that's why he thanked her. He's like, "Thank you for pointing that out because they were about to kill all the villagers because they assumed the villagers were poisoning them, but no, it was just the soldiers. They burnt the wrong stuff. That was the whole point. Of that whole story that I gathered. Um, it was like." Psh- Five weeks ago now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm trying to remember most of it. But no, I think the Lee thing is going to be huge. My my theory on Lee because again, the whole point there was that it kind of covered it up with this whole bullying thing, but it's nothing to do with it. That food was supposed to go to Lee What is special about Lee She's from the previous emperor. And I think she knows something that she's not supposed to know. It's obvious that the emperor brought her in for a reason. She She got, she left and the, and then the new emperor brought her back. So there's obviously that she knows something and I think they pull her back in there because she knows something and somebody doesn't want her to tell the emperor or doesn't want her around because she knows that. Possibly something that happened with the previous emperor, somebody that was tied in with him that she knows something about the whole situation. I'm very curious what that ends up turning into being. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be interesting. I, I, I feel for the girl. Like, what, she, she's 13 now or something like that? She came in there when she was nine, nine when, when the previous emperor. It's like, this girl has seen stuff. And she's she, and she just, she's just like, I don't know. I, I couldn't imagine going through what she's going through. And then now she's being bullied by a bunch of dumb waiting, lighting waitings. Um, I love Mama giving that girl a shirt and talking to. You legit are doing the same thing as poisoning her. Like, no joke. Yeah, they, they they don't really understand the concept of allerg- um, allergies, but you're literally poisoning her. You give her that fish, you're trying to kill her. Same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, of course, they were kind of implying this idea that she was doing it because she didn't like her or whatever. And she just thought that she hated it. Like, oh, she's so picky. He- she's just a, just a picky eater. Not realizing that, yes, it's literally making it to where she can't breathe. Um, I like that stuff. I I think the thing that makes me... Mama was... We haven't talked about specifically in a while, or this entire episode... I love Mao Mao's character. Like she is through and through like just putting aside Aoyuki because Aoyuki nails it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very different Aoyuki than we usually get. I think the only, the only point where there's only been like two points where I've like heard that's so Aoyuki like this, that that's her voice. Like her being silly in the, the in the, in the, um, the pharmacy place was great. The workshop. But I think what works so well with Mao Mao as a character, she's goofy. She's conniving. She's got, she's very, I, I think it's everything they laid out when she first met Gyoku is this idea that she's like all these things. She's passionate. She loves medicine. She loves studying this stuff. She loves looking into poisons. She's got that goofy nature about the poisons. But her sense of justice is also in there as well. She has a smidge of justice. 
And it always works out because every time something she discovers something, she just lays it down, like slapping that chick or yelling at the other girl, saying that she's basically poisoning her. But I, I think the um um about lost it. I lost my, my train of thought there. But I love the the thing I love most about Mamao is that the way the writer makes him the way the writer makes her know what she's talking about, essentially. Because it's always applied to, yes, her her experiments she used to always do with poisons and stuff. She loves it. But it's always like something she's learned in the past. She's applying her life skills, her life knowledge. And yes, most of the time most of the time it applies to the the you know the the different uh the 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 pleasure district basically <laughs> whenever they did something the powders getting all that kind of stuff it's always something they used to do yeah we we had all these jars that we did they didn't want people to touch and yeah you know, so yeah we know how to we know how to powder for fingerprints because there's jars you don't touch um that stuff was was is i always love that kind of thing it's just that applying and i love this recent episode seeing how her father taught her it was so subtle it's just like Okay, he walks in. She's like, he could tell like three things from one thing. He's that smart. And then he turns to her and say, what happened? He doesn't say what happened. He asks her what happened. I love that. It was it was a cool like little insight to see how he taught her the way that he she does things. So it's a good show. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't I can't wait for each episode every single week. It's been such a good good series. I hate that it airs so late on Saturdays. It messes with my schedule so bad. You don't care because you're like, I come home and I watch it. <laughs> it's not like I'm Andrew knows my secret clicking the refresh button <laughs> I'm not clicking the refresh button this is there Arknight's finished Perish and Frost that finished um I, are you ever gonna watch that show someday maybe someday some how you like an eminence and shadow I love it I hate Sid I can do without him <laughs> <laughs> more now more so than ever andrew hates sid everybody's like wow could andrew ever hate sid more yeah i hate him um it's not that bad i, I really don't care he just I, he's been doing a lot of mean things lately like telling the girls to dig for things then leaving i got a huge a massive kick out of the fact that literally it's it again it's, it's one of those moments where you realize oh so it's a joke because we had two episodes in a row apparently i think it's supposed to be the the pull episode was supposed to be original. I seen somebody post something that said that it was a reason why he did this because he said that he was going to leave for a while and it would be weird to go right in the next arc with him saying that he was going to leave for a while uh, because he, from his perspective, he wronged the Shadow Garden, which is odd. A rare moment where Sid realized he's being mean to the Shadow Garden. <laughs> but no, I, I love the pull episode, obviously, because it's nothing but Shadow Gardens. But um, yeah, I, I, I have to admit that that whole bank arc didn't like it i mean it was there was bits in it there that i liked but i think overall it was probably easily the weakest arc of the series so far i mean even the even the first arc i really liked mary and elizabeth and seeing aurora coming back and all that kind of stuff that was a good arc with the 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 blood blood moon all that kind of stuff but this this whole bank arc i I I didn't i didn't mind it 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 just in some ways, it felt a little bit. I think the problem was is that it didn't um, it didn't capture what it was trying to do. Um, I understood the 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 concepts between the monetary in the monetary side of what they were trying to do. I just don't think that they portrayed it well enough. 
from the, it just, the other problem it, is that it, it does all that build up just to find out that everybody still accepts the bill. Like you literally had an entire bank collapse. One yeah. of two banks has collapsed. And then everybody goes to the, one of the banks and says, hey, I want to exchange my bills for my currency back. And because they have a wall of coins behind them, everybody's like, okay, cool. I'll just take my, I'll keep my bills. No, people be like, give me my coins. Like an entire bank crashed. Just because you have a wall of coins there doesn't mean I'm suddenly going to not want to do that. That's the part that didn't make sense about that whole story is it, it suddenly was like, but it didn't matter anymore because I, there is the upside of the whole thing where it's literally that in a sense, shadow garden one up shadow for once. And it, it wasn't that they went out of their way to do it. It's just that they cracked a code in this piece of paper they gave them. They literally l learned how to read Japanese to find out, find out that in his notes, he was pointing out where the money was. And they thought that meant that they were supposed to go get the money. And so when he went to go get his money, it was gone. Oh. <laughs> and so he thinks he thinks the other guys stole it. And so that's why he was ticked off and punched him to death in front of his old girlfriend or his own, his old wife, um, which that's a whole dark thing in itself. But yeah, it was like, I, I kind of got a kick out of the fact that I'm like, they technically one-upped him, but they didn't do it intentionally. He thinks that he got one-upped. They think that they got basically handed a bone by him, like usual. Sasuga, Shadow. He was always looking after us, even though he was being a dick the whole time. Um, it There's a... There's a side of me that acknowledges how clever that is. <laughs> like, I, There's a side <laughs> of me that goes, this writer is super clever. I, but and, I still and, that's, hate and, that's, it. and that's what I love about and that's what I keep pointing out. I do love the fact that his delusions are coming true. I still love that. And that it's that misunderstandings between the two of them. Yeah, it's 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 always that is always been the thing that I absolutely love about the show. And I will keep harping on it over and over and over again. Yes, I find Sid freaking annoying. I can't, I, he bugs the crap out of me, but I love the aspect of him going through, just bumbling through, but the world is shaping itself around him. And I just, for whatever reason, it works for me. I, I, I just, I think the only thing that I don't really care too much is that it, it, there's a side of me that can't get over the fact of, of acknowledging how he mistreats the girls. Yeah. And again, it, in the most cases, it's always been oblivious because from the very beginning, it's always been, they're just playing in. They're just humoring me. That was the whole statement early on from the first season was they're just humoring me. They don't actually care about what I'm doing, but in actuality they do. And they keep showing that they're doing, but he does for some reason doesn't seem to get it. But then it comes to this whole situation where it does this. It's, it at this point has seemed to have acknowledged the idea that he acknowledges they are a part of Shadow Garden. Because that's why he's saying, like, you know, Delta t sent me here to take you out. Delta needs to take you out. Um, no, Delta, go. Uh, okay, I'll go back and tell them that you're not, that you're Sid. No, you're going to go do something else. But Alpha told me to do something. If Delta, if Delta doesn't do that, Alpha could be really mad. But I oversee you. Like, I, I'm, I'm above you in rank. And yes, technically, they've had meetings together. So it, it kind of moved away from that mindset that they're just kind of assembling now and then to humor me to a he's acknowledging that they are a thing. Um, it's just when it goes to that realm of like, OK, now I'm going to take down Mitsugoshi because they're getting too strong. When actually they've spent their entire lives to build up for him, it feels really bad. 
Like, it feels bad, man. <laughs> like, they, these girls literally spend their whole life to build up this corporation for him. And he's going to destroy it. And so, again, that was kind of the nice icing on the cake for that particular arc was that, thankfully, they didn't. And thankfully, it was because they sort of one-upped him. But it still kind of feels bad. And again, like the whole thing of having Delta dig for something that's not even there. And then he walks away. And then we find out that, again, he did it for the whole hot spring, too, because he told him to dig it. And he, let, he walked away. Um, he's kind of, a, you can't deny he's a dick. I mean, unless it's not choice of words here. He's a dick. Um, I've, I don't, I don't, I, I, I enjoy his humor. The, the Eins on Gold type humor with the other girls that's about it. That's about it. I, I, even when I do get a chuckle out of his goofy chuny ways, like when he was doing the whole, the moon, the sun, it is time thing. And I, I no, that was annoying. I laughed twice. No, just, just no, it was annoying. He, cause he picked it up from Mary and I was like, okay, that's funny. He picked that up from Mary. It's not, it was annoying. It, he does it two times <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's funny. Third time. Oh God. <laughs> this writer. Why do you have to kill every joke? Like his friends. I, I don't even... Th There's the they, one that they, always they makes they the bets. They don't exist, Andrew. He makes the bets. I, that's like, a part of a show that I'm not watching. He makes the bets, and it's like, <laughs> okay, so that's his shtick. Next scene, he does the bet thing again. Please, Ryder, you don't have to do it 50 times. Like, there is a side of me that's like... Is is the fan... Is it like the super fans for the series, do they find that stuff funny when it's done every single time every episode wonder, over and over and over again there's the like, is it a is they're it, actually it's been a while since we've had some really just absurdly annoying um sidekicks and i think that that's really kind of what they're fitting <laughs> into but no i mean in general every character has a joke epsilon what's her joke which one is epsilon the one with the fake boobs. What's her joke? Fake boobs. Obviously. <laughs> I thought that was Alpha that did, did that. Um, no, Alpha's just perfect. Um, Alpha is perfect. <laughs> she's just we all know perfect. that. No, Alpha's just The only like, one that's more perfect Alpha's than Alpha is like super Alpha jealousy, is. but so is Epsilon a bit. Um, Beta. What's Beta's joke? Beta slash she's the She's the writer, right? Fanfic, yeah. She's, she's the one that huffs and, and, writes no, and writes stories about him. What's Delta's joke? Super high Genki wants to go out and play with uh, yeah. Sid all the time. Yeah. Wants to wants, hunt. Wants to go let's hunt. So let's go hunt. Um, was she's, Claire's she's, joke? She's the most perfect out of all of them. Was Claire's? Yes, she is. Was Claire's joke? Um, she's obsessed with Sid. She's the, it's the massive. Every one of them are obsessed. That's true. But I mean, she's like she's like Yandarius yeah. <laughs> realms. Um, they all have a joke. Every one of them has a joke. And Sid is technically his joke is is just being a dork. Um, Hopefully they won't do that with uh, Yukane, though. I'm so glad what they added her. What could they do for I, I was gonna, for I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna be so mad. She's gonna be obsessed with money. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, but that, I mean, that's Gamma's thing too. So, well, Gamma, but her <laughs> joke is Gamma, that she, Gamma's. <laughs> did you like the novel? She's but <laughs> the Moe phantasm that she did. Yes, <laughs> her ex Moe. <laughs> Mix, how you how would you say it? Uh, Moe Scalibur. <laughs> He's literally like, you have such an insane amount of power. Here's the thing to do. It is literally her just making a massive thing and assuming she's gonna trip and fall on somebody with it and just kill everything. Um, yeah, that was Gamma's Gamma's little episode. There was was great because she's like, he's an incredibly skilled fighter, and the guy's like. No, I'm not. <laughs> like you know, the guy's like, I'm not that impressive. I'm not sure. You're just really weak. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
it, it it's it's still a great series. I'm still enjoying it. Um, I I need Beatrix back. I think Beatrix still is my favorite of the series so far. Um, Delta's right behind her. But damn, Aura, Aurora being in Claire was that was such a good moment, dude. I love that that whole that whole segment of that episode was just. I think that was like the my my favorite part of the entire series. I so was far. I was kind of wondering what they did with her. I that that was kind of disappointing. Do you when, think Aurora is inside of Claire? Or you think she's kind of floating around and just popped into Claire? No, at some point? I think that it's literally just like uh, he he's putting himself in, in or he's or putting his she's powers in the bloodline of all of them because she's the origin. That could possibly be it as well. That's possible. Um, she's the original. In le- or unless that it's she is his power he just didn't know it and now that they have actually met each other um she kind of in, incorporated herself into the power but that's just that's just a throwing it out into the wind i i don't know i i yeah cuz he's she said something to the effect that she was supposed to be there for her because he obviously sealed away her power and kept it from going crazy and that she's supposed to be there in order to sort of give her a stopgap, essentially. Like, you're not ready for this power or whatever. I'm here to kind of fix it. it. It just, it was kind of odd that it sort of implied this idea that she was sent there or something like that, or part of Shadow's plan. Not, I don't think she really implied that it was Shadow's idea that she's there. Don't get me wrong. Um, but she obviously knows a lot about them, too. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, it's obvious she could be reading her memories. Like, she pops into Claire and goes, all right, let me see. Yeah, back here, that's when, that's when he fixed you doesn't say Sid that's when he fixed you and all that kind of stuff so but no that was a great scene but yeah I, <laughs> her I, going I, uh, it's a little bit too tight <laughs> like dang Aura but yeah I I, I do I, I that's just like a, a couple of the other characters I, I it's 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 almost like you just know that each one of these girls at some point they're going to join and it, and and you just want to figure out how they're going to do it I mean there, there's only been one girl that's that's kind of walked away from uh shadow and you know at some point she's gotta she's she's gonna come back they're gonna have a a scuff scuffle and she she's gonna end up in shadow garden as well it's it's just it's playing out that way and and in in some ways it's becoming um repetitive but at the same time i just love it i i i think it just brilliant the way they're doing it i'm still mad they didn't actually show rose training I'm assuming her training was like two days and they're like, all right, good. You're good to go. But no, they implied that like with beta and that little swimsuit episode, pool episode, it was like, oh yeah, that we do the, we do this whole thing to train them. And they, they literally incorporated like drill instructors into this whole setting and they just tear them down <laughs> by saying that she's a useless elf or something like that. Oh, uh, that was great. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. What else should we talk about? We hit all the biggies. Have you been watching Spy Family? Yes. You've been enjoying yours episodes? I missed the last. I haven't watched the last episode. Nothing much happened, but yeah. Well, I mean, stuff happened, but nothing to really spoil for you. But I've been in, I've been in love. I'm getting exactly what I've been asking for. for, <laughs> for and you got like five parts. episodes of it. <laughs> right. I'm like, I finally get your killing people. Like, legit, she's killing people. Um... Yeah, I, I've been I've been eating that up. But no, I, I think the bigger thing that I've been enjoying most about it is and I don't think they're going to follow through with. I really doubt it. I do like the idea. That they're at least presenting the idea of. Would your quit? 
would she quit her job? And my assumption is the direction they're going to go is now that she seems to be implying this idea that Yuri's fine now, I don't need to do these jobs anymore, I can quit. But my assumption that the direction it's going to end up going is that it's not just... Because she's implied two things with her doing her job. One is that she does it because she was trying to support Yuri. That was the original reason. But also, at some point... It wasn't even the it wasn't even at the end of the first quarter. It was like the first the first like six episodes or so in the first season, the first part, she implied that she was doing it to protect the city too. She wanted to protect this place that he lived in. So it wasn't just the money to support Yuri, it was to support to protect the town and everything, keep him safe. And so my assumption that the direction would go is that she goes, Okay, Yuri's fine now. I don't need to finance him anymore. I don't need to protect him anymore. But now I have this family. I have my new family. I want to protect them. I want to keep this place safe. She could give up the money and it'll go, Lloyd will take care of everything. I'll just be a stay-at-home mom or something like that or get another different job. She has another job, public service and everything like that. I don't think she's going to give up the... Because that's her shtick. I mean, that, that, that's the obvious thing when it comes to this whole thing is like you, you have a story like this where it tries to present a deep subject. You're like, it's not like you're going to dynamically change the show. Yor will always have to be an assassin. That's her joke. You can't have her not be an assassin. That would be like, suddenly, what, what if one episode opens up and it's like, there's like this secret gas that when it releases, it re it removes certain connections that could be special for somebody. And it so happens to get rid of Anya's ability to read people's minds. You know that's not going to last. Like, you, that's going to be a joke for an episode, but it's never going to last past that first episode yeah. because that that's so much the show. That's so much the joke is Anya being able to read people and going, shock face every two seconds because somebody thought about how they, you know, Yor comes home and says, I had to, it took forever to get the blood off my 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 purse because I, I accidentally splattered on it. And she'd be like, shock face. I can't believe she talked thinking about that. Um it that is the thing like lloyd can't stop being a spy but there's a side of me that kind of goes wouldn't it be so so ballsy if the writer just goes yeah your gives up doesn't doesn't want to be an assassin anymore bam that's it doubt it <laughs> doubt it but it would be it would be an interesting turn for it so i like i like that she's questioning it again it's kind of like in the mix of the jokes and everything i like the question of do I want to continue? Because that was the whole thing with this whole story arc is I wish I could be with them and enjoy this vacation, be a family and, and just enjoy time. But no, I'm busy guarding her and fighting off people left and right, putting myself in danger, getting beat up to return back to them and everything like that. So I don't know. It's been solid. I have, I have enjoyed, uh, <laughs> Anya trying to protect yours mission <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't want him to go what you're an assassin we have to get divorced let's get Vanya back to them it's always like the most stupid like internal dialogue that she has between them it's just like oh my gosh you like bananas we cannot be <laughs> husband and wife anymore get rid of Anya <laughs> and then yours going no <laughs> it's like the most child it's, it's, it's like a child's uh, interpretation of a a parental conversation that does not work out. Um, yeah, I'm actually very surprised how long they've been giving to this particular segment. And and I know this is exactly whatever, when I spent my 
episode by episode of impressions on the first season, at least. I haven't really been doing it for the second season, surprisingly, because of how much I wanted this whole thing. Um, people kept saying, there's a, there's a art, don't worry. Yoro will get her moment. Uh, this is apparently it. Have you been keeping up on Den Deadlock? You said that you didn't watch... I'm about three episodes behind. Uh, the Did last you get to one... spoil? Huh? Did you get to spoil? Yes. Just the first episode of spoil? Yes, I'm assuming. Ah. They went in into the town. You got the zombie teacher? No, no zombie He teachers. had to take her to the altar. Yes. Yeah, that's the zombie teacher. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm jumping ahead. Dude, I... I don't remember what was in reference of, but the other day I wanted to say unlock something. I'm doing it right there. This show, I hate this show. I can't even say unlock anymore because my brain is telling me, don't forget to say unlock. That's how bad this is getting that I, I can't stand this title. And I finally got myself Almost to say unlock. Oh, know, on Mal. Wow. I'm impressed. I, I forced myself not to say un, unlock or unlock anymore. And now I'm broke on saying unlock. Unlock. See, I hate it. Everything burns. Um, no, I, I, I have to admit, like, I have been thoroughly enjoying this show. And I think a majority of that reason is because I like one the chemistry between uh, Foucault and Andy. I think is fantastic. I, but I think David Productions doing an, just an incredible job. It's just a, it's just a fun show to watch. Um, the expressions, the characters, the chemistry goes along with it and the fun of it. My question right now is I am now granted this recent episode did sort of pivot the thing with the spoil. I started getting sick of the spoil arc, to be fair. Like. I want to say it's been, it was almost three episodes just fighting spoil. And I wasn't finding it. There was a mixture in there explaining um, concepts between concepts and how to to figure out um, candidates and whatnot of these abilities and how to figure out how they work, how like some abilities are radius based, some are touch based, that kind of stuff. They're tar- they're starting getting that stuff, that kind of stuff. But the fight with Spoil himself, I started to get frustrated with over time. And it's not that I was like, I hated it by the second episode. It was just one of those ones where like I felt like we're getting, we're getting, we're going a little bit too long. Now, my biggest concern that I'm having and putting aside what they've just recently got into at the end of this recent episode, what I want, what I want to get into for Chris's sake, um, I'm more curious as to, I guess they're doing so well, which I guess is credit to the writer that they're I don't, going. I don't, I don't specifically care unless you think it's something that I'm really. It has really... to do with Andy took the thing out and I'm guessing he took it out for too long. So his old self doesn't want to go back basically. And he's, he's really powerful. Um, so those, that 100 years that he has tapped up in here, I right. guess doesn't want to go back into sleeping or whatever. So I'm guess I'm not sure they haven't really implied did he take it out too long? But he did tell, he did tell, um, what's his face? You know, you need to take me down. If, you know, I guess they didn't say what the conversation was, but he, he implied, um, to God dang, I forget his name. Uh, Shin, he told Shin to, to basically, you know, take care of me when I come back or whatever, because I'm probably going to, 
You're, I'm going to need somebody to take me down. And he's super incredibly strong. Like, he's super quick at all that kind of stuff. Really skilled. Like, he'll just shoot a finger at somebody and it's off himself so that he can pop over in the old locations. Very, very, uh, very Ajin-like. Mm. <laughs> you know, send another part of himself, uh, splitting himself into multiple selves so that he can attack somebody from, like, three different forms. Um, he's really good. But no, my, my whole point was that the spoil thing was concerning me for a bit, but they did well enough to kind of transition right into that whole thing. And it really begs the bigger question of is who Andy is. And I think that's probably going to be the more intriguing thing going forward. But it's interesting that despite the fact that my earlier thoughts of what would actually be the hook for me, which was this whole prophecy thing, the quests that they have to handle, otherwise it curses the world itself. I thought that was going to be the hook. And I'm hoping that since they've kind of they stepped away from that for so long enough that they're kind of transitioning to talking about Andy, that that's going to be hopefully a more interesting storyline to get into. Um, I have no idea what, that, what direction they can go with that other than him possibly being tied in with the book itself from the very origins of the whole thing. Like that this book was this artifact they found, this first artifact. Is it possible that he was around during that time? He's, he's obviously like he's been around for a long freaking time. <laughs> They, I don't think they. I don't think they've actually said how long he's been around. Other than the fact that he has a hundred years that he's tapped away, and that he's possibly been been lo living longer than that. So it's been a lot of fun, though. I, I enjoyed it. the The zombie teacher was great. <laughs> at some point, they're like, "We got to send a bunch of uh, exploding zombies at this spoil," and so she's sitting there like just clapping all these zombies' hands as they're running by, and they're running up to the the spoil monster and hugging it and blowing up. Uh, that was great. That was really great. I like that. So he just because he walked her across the aisle, for some reason, he won over all the zombies and they all just started following his orders, even though the the zombies are created by spoil. I guess he can't control them. So he just literally leads them in an army against the spoil. Um, it was great. It's just a, it's a load of fun. I, was like, I, I just I just find it to be a load of fun. And I guess it's got enough underneath there with the intrigue around the apocalypse with um andy's past um the system they've kind of put into play with apocalypse and the different abilities but i'm hoping all that stuff is like meaty enough but it's kind of one of those things like i think i felt like within the first three episodes i'm like this could have like a trash story and i think i'll still enjoy it just because the chemistry is that good yeah like it's being carried by the chemistry. So exactly, and, and, and that—that's that's literally what I would say is I don't I don't care if it has a an in depth think about it type story. It 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 floats heavy, uh, well enough with its charisma. Only thing I hate about the only thing I hate about the show so far, they killed off Aoyuki. I know, right? That sucked, dude. <laughs> that sucked. And then they try to do it again with the teacher, the the zombie teacher. I'm like, stop. Stop being sad. Be happy. Grab Fuko again or something. <laughs> Make Fuko angry again. Move on. Let's not kill off Aoyuki. Um, God, I can't remember the last time I had a show where Aoyuki died. That's, that sucks. Let me see. Let me let's let's see. When was the last time that Aoyuki died? It, wasn't she Clementine? Uh, yeah, but that's way back there. Dude. Yeah, that that's way, way, back. way back there. Um, Gracefield's a goddess. She can't die. Oh, there you go, Norie. Because <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It has not been that long ago. Gosh, sometimes I forget that she's Okutoshoji. And then I'll play the game again. I go, yeah, never mind. She is Okutoshoji. Oh, she made it. She made it here. 
she got close, but she made it in this one. I like how we're just like pointing. I'm just pointing at things on a screen so you guys don't know what we're talking about because then would be spoiler on the shows that I'm pointing out. Yeah, and she technically died a few times here. <laughs> <laughs> technically died a few times there. Again, another one that I forget that she was that until I look at it. Anyways, yeah. It wasn't long ago that Aoyuki died. So Undead, Undead Unluck is not the first. It won't be the last. How do you like in Hunter Girlfriend? Did you watch the recent episode? The zombie kissers? No. You haven't watched that episode? It's so mm. good. I, I think it's I, easily the I, funniest episode. I prioritized a couple of other shows. Hunter Girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. So I was getting the full title so that people can avoid spoilers. So what's your thoughts on it so far? Are you, who's your favorite? I think I asked you during our first impression, but who's your favorite now since we've gotten the introduction of Kusuri? Uh, still, still Bookworm Girl. Oh, she's she's a guy. Mm-hmm. I was thinking you were thinking talking about Nano because she's technically like the the learned one. But I guess she, I guess they're both technically bookworms. It's just Suzuka really, really loves that one book. Sorry, really, 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 really loves that one book. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, mine's Kanane still. I, I I think I I definitely Kusuri shook things up quite a bit, but Kanane definitely number one. Suzuka number two, very close. Then I think Kusidi right after that. I think th- I, I think Kusidi really quickly grabbed my number three spot, and then Nano and Hakari. I mean, I like Nano. Um, Kusidi is 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 adorable. Um, but Nano ponytail specifically, by the way, I don't like the straight down hair look of her. I love the ponytail look. My gosh, she's gorgeous with the ponytail. I wish she'd ponytail more. <laughs> <laughs> hey Nano, you should ponytail more. Uh, but no, I, 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 I said it in my video impressions on it and I'll say it again. Not Kusuri, it has been absolute chaos and I am, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I'm curious how much the writer's going to play off of that because Kusuri literally breaks things. And I, now granted she did this whole thing with the, the zombie kissers, obviously as a part of her story, which her story is that she does, she causes so much problems that people left her. But there is a side of me that's wondering, like, how often are they going to play her card? Because literally every time she brings out a potion, it breaks things. It's it's bringing a, a science fiction element into the story. I mean, it's technically science, but the things that it does is kind of outside the realms of reality. Like, technically her de-aging herself or, or un-aging herself or melting off clothes on the outside of you because it makes you sweat uh, cotton dissolving <laughs> liquids or something. Um, or creating animal ears on Shizuka, which I completely support. But she's chaos. She's absolute chaos, and I I hope that fits in well. My question mark that I have right now is technically since that, what, episode 8 would be this last week's? Episode 8 is the end of Kusuri's introduction. And that's the girls. That's, that's, the, that's the ones girls. that are on the poster, yeah. Right, the poster girls. So unless, like, we suddenly get in a New key art for 100 girlfriends who really, really love you. New OP and everything. That's it. Until I'm guessing the end of this arc, at which point it's like, I'm curious what they're going to do with the storyline. Are they going to take a break from it? Or is he going to have an issue that he's going to run into where he's got to reveal something to them? I'm I'm, I'm completely puzzled as to what they're going to do next. Besides just do shenanigans for the next, I don't know, was it four or five episodes? Yeah. Nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, so four episodes. I'm very curious. I'm very curious. I mean, it'll work out because whenever they have kind of the side story ones, like the pool episode was technically like a side thingy. 
I mean, they're always kind of like a play into introducing the character in the group. But I, I'd be very curious. But Kusidis technically was tied in with her introduction. So I'd be curious what they end up doing from this point on. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. I think Shizuka stills a show like way too easy. Well, they do. I admit. Like <laughs> this recent episode that Chris hasn't seen yet. Like, it's, it's just, they still need he to. He hangs her up on the clothesline and she just sits there going, two, two. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, I love it. They they do still need to figure out. Um, I mean, I don't I don't see it as the type of show that's really going to play off of the the darkness of the the downside of these uh, of not accepting. Um, so I can't I can't see them actually. Doing and it's so that. funny because I just, keep waiting for it. Like I'm like, is Nana going to be the one? Because she thinks it's illogical. Is it going to be Kusudi because he doesn't realize it's actually her? Even though she's shrunk down, he's he's looking for the the tall, beautiful lady, and it's always her smaller, so he never knows it's her. But I, yeah, it, I don't think it's gonna go the realm as it as it. Probably the the worst I could probably see it being is kind of like what you're saying, where it's not actually going to be death, like absolute death, mm-hmm. but just you will lead to death, and that could be a thing where he does have one where he can't win them over or. He possibly doesn't know or something like that. Something creates this divide between the two of them. And then they get hit by a car and they end up in a hospital for a while and then they recover and then the love happens or you could visit them in the hospital or whatever. Um, and that's kind of that wake, that rude awakening of like, crap, I got to make sure this happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't need it to go that direction, but the writer's been really good at, despite the fact that this, the etchy, goofy shenanigans, it still does plenty enough to make it impactful. Like, even with this recent episode, him going to Kusudi and saying, no, I don't want you to give that up. You love this and keep doing this. And if you cause problems, I'll fix it. With Shizuka, I know you have problems with speaking. I'm not going to make you speak. Here's a way of speaking. Like, it, it, he's he's a good dude. <laughs> like, even with... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to keep talking about this recent episode, but I can't help it. Shizuka's like running and then she falls over and I love how it cuts over like a s- fraction of a second to Rentro. Because when you're watching it as a as a fan of Sh- uh, Shizuka and you see her and she's chasing after him going, you know, choo, choo, choo. she's chasing after her. She wants to get that kiss. The moment she plops on that ground and slams her head in the ground, us as viewers and lovers of Shizuka go, oh, girl. What happened? What what does Rentaro do? She's a ghost. He's immediately darts to her, and I love how they show that because it like it immediately it shows her plop down, and then the moment the camera cuts to him, like they over dramatize his face, just turning around and just panic mode in his face, and he just hauling butt back to her, despite the fact that she's a kissing zombie. <laughs> she's a ghost. <laughs> you got hurt. He like puts caution aside. I need to protect this girl. And it's like the entire episode is like that because it like it shows her at the very beginning she falls over and Hakari zombie Hakari stops, turns to her, picks her back up, helps her back up, and then goes back to chasing after him. <laughs> and then later on they're like they're chasing him and Shizuka's falling behind. And so I, I forget I think it was Nano. She zombie Nano reaches back and grabs her and was helping pull her faster. It's like these girls love Shizuka. They all take care of her. Um, she must be protected. It's such a it's such a great show. I love it. The animation's been bonkers. Hakari's mind of what the potion would do to her. 
That was a special cut. Yeah. <laughs> but just shoots out of that skirt. <laughs> Chest just shoots out the front. Um, that was great. That was that was that was that was something special. That was something really special. But I I I, I think my favorite part so far by far was probably Shizuka being stranded on the with being first being left. I, I gave Rento a bunch of credit for the fact that he turns back to go back to zombies, Shizuka. But how could he have let her just float off alone? She said she couldn't swim. Well, she right? said she wasn't prepared for marine battle, which means that she's not, she can't swim. Uh, <laughs> like, that's the only thing that she can find. This is this massive volumes of books that she finds responses to everything in. But the closest things she can find in that book series about. I can't swim is I'm not ready for a Marine battle. <laughs> <laughs> but she says that and he lets her float off. That poor girl's just like, I am stuck in a cycle of fate that I cannot get out of or something like that. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm stuck in a fate. And he just lets her go. And then eventually she's like, Tuscate, Tuscate, help me, help me. And then eventually she ends up stranded. I was surprised she didn't get like a, I, I, I a beach my ball eyes there out. with her. I, I balled my eyes out. I was so torn of, apart. And again, great, of that. great, great <laughs> Rentero moment that he has like super heightened Shizuka hearing. Yeah. That even though she says, I, he hears it immediately and knows exactly where she had like a sonar or something like that. That was so good. I, I love it. I love it. I think it's, God, it's, it's easily, it, it's, it's been a super surprise for me that, I think the surprise more so is that I don't think we still yet have an episode count. There's theories it might be a two core. Deeper theories that it's probably going to split core. But there's 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 at least hope that it could be two total cores. Whether it's sequential or split is the massive question mark. But I'd be for either. Just hopefully it doesn't take too long for the second core to come out. But um, let's see. Let's see if it's still not listed. Still unknown. That's crazy. Eight episodes in and we still don't know the episode count. That that usually does mean it's a split core. It usually doesn't mean that this is a... Typically, whenever you don't have an episode count by the eighth episode, it it usually pushes against the idea of it being a single core. Because by now, they should know. They'll have the Blu-rays out. The episode count's listed. They're good to go. What this usually means is rarely does it mean that it's going to go for two cores because they would have announced it already. Yeah, we're going we're going for two total cores, sequential cores. Usually when it's this late, they haven't announced the, the episode count yet. It typically means that there will be a second core, but it will be later. It'll be a split core. So we'll get these episodes. It'll go all the way to the end of December and then possibly spring or summer, it'll come back. So I'm hoping that. Hunter Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You, part two of season one, hopefully spring kind of thing. So who knows? Hopefully, hopefully we'll get a couple more girls that just weren't on the package for some reason. <laughs> we're on the package. Say that they weren't on the, the key art or something. I don't even think they've listed any new characters. I don't think so. Um, Yeah. Well, they haven't listed them because they haven't shown up yet. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He can get with the teacher. God, no. <laughs> I'm glad that that didn't become a. a I'm not going to say anything. It pops up here and there, but it's not a thing. It's like skittered around on the wall. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's it's fine. It, it's not that bad. I agree. It's not that bad. I'm getting frustrated with 16 bit. Have you been watching that 16 bit sensation? No. Yeah. I've been getting frustrated with that one because it keeps jumping around. I was talking on on my live stream last week. I was like, because we're doing my my best of girls tier list. And I'm like, I kind of it's one of those shows where you give me the like, I was super hot on the show early on. Right. First two episodes, kind of hot goes back in time. She gets to make the game that she's always beloved to make the Bishojo games that she always loved. And then she came back to the present time again. And it's been downhill since then. I I literally think they should have left back there. She should have went back in time one time, made her game, enjoy it, all that kind of stuff, deal with the issues they run into. But what it kind of turned into is from her going back and discovering the thing that she loves so much and being able to do it, do basically seek her dream. And have some troubles there or something like that. It could be like a character study, have fun, explore the concepts of making these visual novels. What it turned into instead was because she jumps around in time so much, it ends up becoming a story about the industry and advancing technology. And it, 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 it's just, it's so lifeless now. Like it legit robbed itself of its heart. And I'm like, I'm, I know this is a, it's based off a manga, but the original manga is not this. This is a, original based off the manga because i think from what some people told me and i think that was what we seen in the original because we read a synopsis um for the preview and i'm like okay that's not what the pv looks like like the pv and our synopsis were completely different the synopsis just basically said some girl was working at a a computer shop and in the back they had a you know an aero game making company and she starts working for that this is where she's working for a Arrow game company and she goes back in time so i don't even think there's even time travel in the manga so i'm actually like more than actually checking out what the manga is about because as much as i love konoha i don't care about any of the characters because i don't get enough spend enough time with them because we're too busy talking about the advancing in technology and now they're using windows <laughs> it's just like you robbed all the heart that you had in the first two episodes like the first two episodes were such a a love letter and had so much heart and joy in there that I was loving. Berserk of Gluttony. I'm <laughs> one episode behind. I just seen this girl. I just seen Edis. And she does not look like she's going to be Edis that I know. It's not my Edis. Hashtag Berserk, Berserk of Gluttony. Hashtag not my Edis. <laughs> she just looks like I'm going to kill Roxy. Which that technically could be Edis. But that's a different show that's robbed into this show because this show loves to rip off everything, including mine is in the show right here. Besides mine being so great. Like I loved mine when she was introduced. She's a lot of fun. I'm glad she's finally in the show. I I don't really care about anything else. I like it. I, I kind of wish it would. Um, less travel, get more into the <laughs> mechanics. Other than the fact that mine was with him the whole time, yes, the travel was definitely a <laughs> shockingly large chunk of the show so far. <laughs> is the fact that he just randomly shows up to some place and ends up running into some crazy uh the guy from ReZero for somehow was ripped off as well. Cause we can't have a single character in the show seem like a unique looking character. So we got mine, who's literally Altria from Fate Go. We have Roxy and Edis in the show. We have Memel, who's literally mine from 
shield hero. And this old man that he runs into is literally the old man butler guy from ReZero. It's like... <laughs> it can't be coincident that all this stuff seems very familiar to other stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. At some point you go, we're trying too hard to copy stuff here. I'm sorry. You, 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 it's too on the nose. You so far, you so far on my nose, I can't see out my eyeballs. Come on. Um, but yeah. But no, I, 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 I kind of, I, I really want to dig into the mechanics. And unfortunately, I'm afraid that the numbers are going to get too overpowered before we ever get into the actual mechanics. The, com- the numbers are getting too much. The, the, the numbers are getting a they little got, absurd. They, they got absurd so quick. Like, I think it was, um... At one point that it seemed like it got absurd. I think it was those mobs that he ran into when he was protecting the winery or whatever. But dang for sure when they ran into that big um the moth mo- thing. Mine's yeah, mine's sister or whatever she was, like somebody that mine knew from the past. One of the other gluttonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing, the numbers, I was like, Okay, we're already broken now. Like, you might as well have the number trailing off the the screen already. We're we're already getting to that point where it just doesn't matter anymore. It is one of those things where it's like power levels. Like, back when he first started the whole thing, you see like 90. And then suddenly you see 160. You're like, oh, crap, that 160 is way more powerful. Yeah. Now it's at the point where it's like, it's like you see 15 digits. And it's like, I don't know. Is, is he strong enough for it? I don't know. We'll si- we'll find out in two <laughs> seconds if he's going to beat that thing. But back there, it was like you kind of got a sense of like he's going to have to try. The the cobalts or whatever was a good example when he was at the farm, the, the winery place and mine shows up and she's like, I'll let you have it. That sort of gave a hint there that like they're like quite a bit above him, like how he had to strategize to take it down. But ever since that point, ever since then. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just a big number. Will will fate take it out? So there there's like that struggle. And, and that's probably a a product of going from light novel to anime. Maybe it makes more sense in the maybe in the light novel they show, here's my current stats, this is what I'm looking at. Who knows? But it just doesn't make it just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, the numbers the, the, the and that's and that's that's my biggest frustration. I want I want the mechanics. The mechanics are really it, it it's it's they're right now they're kind of just dabbling around here and there. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that I, I, they were talking about going into lust in the, in the next episode. Like I said, I haven't watched it yet, but, um, I, I really like the kind of, uh, they discovered immortality the, by the way. But, that uh, does not surprise <laughs> me. Um, they're like, we figured out like, okay, so apparently they're still doing the immortality thing. I don't know. Okay. I, I know that they were talking about the Philosopher's Stone, so it wouldn't surprise me. She's like, you discovered it. I don't remember what she said. But I was she... like, okay, that's right. You guys still exist, apparently. <laughs> and apparently you probably sent Edis, which, yeah, I would probably soon as Lust go after Roxy. And it, it, it it's one of those things. It's like... Does that mean Edis is going to try to bang Roxy if she's Lust? Or probably. she's going to use something on Fate to mess him up to love him, her? Maybe. I, I I would I I it would be a lot more fun to have uh uh mine go at it so yeah I I don't know <laughs> find out that mine's lust I don't know maybe she could transfer it to mine um no it's it's one of those those things I I really want to dig into I like the seven deadly sins aspect and I love the fact that they're kind of making it make sense per se um the downside is is 
they're not they're not the the mechanics are not translating right and and like i said i i absolutely despise the fact that we're focusing more on traveling from place to place which i understand there is that 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 tidbit of you can't just go from you can't just appear there it, there is some storytelling that's involved in the in the travel but at the same time it, it, it's 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 not translating well and 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 that that leads for a kind of boring story right now yeah I want it to be better. I I really like the concept. I love the 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 idea. I don't care about the Edge Lord. It it's fine for me. So yeah, I I got over that. (laughs) I I'm watching Kingdoms of Ruin this season. Nothing is Edge Lordy as Kingdoms of Ruins. I'll leave that one to you. (laughs) Berserk of Gluttony (laughs) is doing just fine in that regards. I can stomach it. Something else edgy is Butareba. Are you gonna bring me back? Not after this recent episode. <laughs> this recent episode was rough. Um, yeah, it is, it is one of those ones where I, I adore Butareba, and it sucks that nobody's watching Butareba. But it's easily... I will admit, like, the last three episodes... It's, it's kind of like that bait-and-switch situation. Like, it, it opens up very comical. Again, the exchange between Pig and Jess. I, I will argue... The first few episodes, you get a sense something. Something's going on. Uh, I mean, if you don't get it by the time that the, the the store clerk literally says, oh, it's that time. And you're like, yeah, chick's dead. But it, it kind of transitions to the story of these of this race going off to this kingdom. But I, I, I think with the recent episodes, despite the fact that it has gotten so heavy that the comedy is almost non-existent at this point. Like, the only joke that I can think about with... The only joke that I can remember that has been told in the last, like, three episodes is the pig making a comment about um, this new girl's chest. And then Jess piping up because she hears it. Like, Jess is like, we can hear you talking about her chest size. And, wow, I guess you like them bigger or whatever. It turns that whole kind of comparison thing because Jess isn't, like, endowed. Um, Like, besides that joke, it's been, like, super heavy because they find this chick... And then they bring him in the group. And then so much is being kind of hinted at as what I've kind of been alluding to from the very beginning, which is I don't think where they're going is a good thing. Like my assumption is that they go to the royal palace and they get sacrificed and turn to gems. There's a off chance that that's already happening with the hunters. The hunters may be turning them into the gems. But um, yeah, it just kind of it's been super heavy. And it's not a bad thing because there's there's still a lot of intrigue in there and the chemistry is still there. It's just not a over-the-top funny chemistry. It's just a chemistry of the characters really debating what's going to come up in the, around the around the bin because obviously Nodos is like, yeah, you're there's a lot of hunters out there. They killed before. I don't I don't want her to die just like my this girl I was in love with. I want to guide her. But then the question mark is what happens then? Even he is acknowledging people don't come back. Even the person that guides them doesn't come back. So it's obvious that when they arrive here, what they're implying now is the reason they never come back is because there's no way to get in the royal palace. So they're going to die. That's that's kind of been a, that was kind of a massive, interesting tidbit to add to it, because my assumption again was, yes, you have a lot of them when they're traveling to the royal palace die. But. 
them saying that they don't return does imply that once they get to the royal palace, again, they're sacrificed. But now they're saying they don't even get to the royal palace because they can't get into the royal court area. They're stuck outside where all the hunters are just chilling, waiting for them to come over there so they can kill them. So it's like, where are we going with this? Like, it, it is it is creating a lot of intrigue for me right now. It's like, what is the point in having this, this journey? If they're not making it to the palace, what's the point in having them go there? If there's no entrance, what's the point in having them go there? Just to be killed by bandits? To, to gain wealth from them? They're born and sent from the palace. They age. And then when they reach a certain age, they go back because there's magical energies in their colors. If they can't make it back in, what's the point? Like, it, it, it's like, what is the system? And why doesn't it seem like there's a clear answer as to what's going on? Like, that part, you know, intrigues the hell out of me. Like, when you, when you have so many dumb questions that seem like they should have answers, and they're acknowledging that it's dumb, there's no answer, that's when you intrigue me. Like, you got my interest. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> I want to know what the point of this whole system is. And... I hope we get some answers by the end of the season. Like it, this seems like the, unless there's like another direction, this whole thing goes like once they like, unless there is by the end of this core pig, Jess makes it into the world capital and they get the big reveal and it goes off into another direction. I don't understand. I don't trust that we're going to get the answers that I want by the end of the core, because it seems like this is the punchline. And I don't know that they're going to get that punchline before it ends, but it could. But yeah, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm super intrigued by so much in this story, but I'm so afraid none of it's going to get answered. I really just, I don't know. I have a feeling that none of, none of this is going to get answered. Um, I don't know if it's been licensed over here, the light novel. I don't think so. I don't think I've, I I've bet this would it. be a great light novel. I mean, what are, what, what typically is light novels that gets lost with anime? They, they, they get, they get. Inner dialogue. Stuck in their head, yeah. And this is, this legit is nothing but his head. And they're doing a good job of it. I mean, he's constantly blabbing on. Um, but I bet this is a, I bet this is a fantastic light novel. I, I just have a feeling of it. I don't know. What's the, what's the ratings on it? But yeah, like I, I, I admitted to Chris, it, there, there is something to be said that is, it's, it's not, it's, it's not graphic and in your face constantly gore or anything, but it is heavy what it's getting into. Like this recent episode, they literally got this girl, the fact that she was sent on the journey, she was captured, forced upon her over and over and over again, men forcing the, themselves upon her, which they kind of, what they talked about earlier in the series, um, that sometimes they run out of money and they have to do that. Um, but more so as they captured her and because she kept praying, which is in her mind, it was sending signals out to all the other, um, of her race. And those people were coming to try to find her. Then they would get captured and ripped to pieces. And so it was kind of implying the fact that she was sort of a beacon that was drawing the others to her and they would get killed because they were seeking to save her because she was calling out for help because she was praying for help. And then on top of that is they, she showed her lower abdomen and apparently they ripped out all of her innards and jarred them up. And it's like, 
ugh, holy dude. It's yeah, so okay. messed up. Chris, not watching the rest of this. So messed up. Yeah, Brace. That poor girl has been through some stuff. But anyways, um, yeah, it's shown 12 episodes. I was going to look at the rank ratings on the light novel. Not available. Apparently not many people were reading it. <laughs> no, I, I, like I said, I, I, I have my concerns. They're not going to really get really anywhere with it, but I'm, I'm still thoroughly enjoying it. So I'll be, I'll be looking forward to where it goes from here. I do have to say, did you, are you still holding up on your end of the bargain that you're going to try to get Yuzuki family in? I've caught up on three or four new shows, so... That's a no, I guess? Not yet. <laughs> the recent episode, which was technically like a two-episode arc of um, Uta, which is the friend of um, Minato, randomly being having some boy ask her out on a date, and then her going on the date with him, and him saying... Him basically losing a friend because she's... Again, staying with him all the time and not hanging out with Minato. And it turned into a whole thing of getting into their backstory and how they used to hate each other. And it was because she hated her mom because she felt her mom took her away from her dad. When in fact it was because her dad was sleeping with other women. And then it kind of turns this whole thing where Minato really badly wants to get her back. And they're trying to push him to get, just go, just ask her to be your girlfriend. And then she'll never have to go off with another boy and be their boyfriend or their girlfriend. And it was just, it, it kind of all kind of wrapped up and really nicely. The heartbreaking part of it was the fact that the guy that was going out with her basically said, stop being a, you know, you should be more feminine. Like stop being you kind of thing. And it was, it was sweet because he's kind of sitting there waiting for her and just wanting her to be her. So it was like a super awe moment at the end of it. <laughs> It was super sweet. There's not a single episode of that series that I don't just absolutely adore. Like, if it's either because it's relatability, because they're, you know, brothers and everything, or just the, the story's always having, like, this massively emotional, great punchline at the end of it um, that I really adore. Like, the, the episode with um, Hayato and him... This is how raw this show is. Hayato, which is the eldest, the whole story is that he told everybody no i will take care of my brothers i don't want them separated it's that whole story of of taking upon himself to keep them together otherwise this one goes to this person this one goes to this person they all get separated he chooses to get a job and everything and work super hard to keep them together yet you still have an episode where hayato is invited to his um um the pfft, school reunion he goes to his school reunion and he's with everybody and he's seeing how everybody's like talking about their jobs and their their families and their fun they're having. And they're they're all just having a lot of fun. And they turn to him and they go, Oh yeah, what are you doing? And he's and he admits that, yeah, I'm I'm taking care of my brothers because they think that he's actually got children. He's like, Yeah, I was taking care of um yada yada. And they're like, Oh, you have a kid? No, it's it's my brother. I've been taking care of my brothers because my parents passed away. Man, that must be really tough. And he goes on to blab on about how it's tough and how it's yeah, it's this, I have to do this, and I have to do this, and I have to do this. And everybody is sort of like, whoa, yeah, sounds tough. And they all kind of scurry away because he's he's kind of like boring, dude. Like, wow, yeah, you're really invested in that kind of stuff. And he suddenly becomes uninteresting. The raw part of it, and this is where I, I respect, mad respect for the writer, is he starts to question himself. Like he ends up running into um, uh, the mother of Uta. 
and she takes him out to drinks, obviously seeing that he's not looking too good. And he says, the thing I hate the most is that I, I, he has the thoughts that they're a burden. He hates that he thinks my brothers are a burden, that I would be better off without them, that I could have fun like everybody else does, but because I'm taking care of them, I have no life. I have no fun. And I hate that I think that. Yeah. And she literally turns to him and says, she literally turns to him and says, I think that same thing. That's normal. As a mother, I think the same exact thing. And that's okay. Because in the end, you still realize that you still have all these other moments that you love being with them. Yep. These great moments that you have with them. And I'm like, God dang, that's like a super like bold thing to really say because it, a writer doing that with Hayato, like if I am Hayato's writer, I would be afraid to make that moment for his character because yes, that for that brief moment you go, man, that's that's mean. So they're it is. It's him. it's one of those. But it, the way that they wrap it back into it with him being with Saki and her pointing that out, like that's because you're a mom. Like even I can admit that in these brief moments where we had to take care of like my father is like, yeah, there's times where I said, I don't like that. I have to worry about that. But that doesn't mean that I don't want him to be around. It's just, yes, it, it's reality it still sucks yeah <laughs> like it, there's nothing getting around the fact that it still sucks but you deal with it and you have those great moments from it so it was it was a great moment i god the show just it hits like it sucks this show is getting no attention it's like butareba uh yuzuki family is easily like the most crimp but again slice of life <laughs> like the answer is slice of life nobody watches slice of life and so it's going to be unnoticed, even though it's like literally one of the best shows of the season. You know, I don't think really anything else has much that I want to dive into. I don't want to talk about Kings as much as I want to say that Kings of Maroon is like a, a pile of trash fire that I don't. They have like an idol moment here recently, an idol dance routine by the next queen. I'm like, what are we even doing with this show anymore? I don't understand, but it is what it is. Uh... I, I have two different ring protocol groups. Because I didn't tile it right, and I thought I needed to make a new one. That's what happened. I mean, you got Kamiurabe is kind of weird. You want to talk about how weird that show is? Sure. How far are you in that show? Um, Did you drop it? They had the pigtail girl just walked off with the two other people, and that's the last episode I've seen. I think I'm like three episodes behind. Oh, okay. Does it get weirder? Did you see um, Meat Meat Slicer Cleaver's girl's uh, backstory? No. Oh, God. <laughs> that was so twisted. This show is weird, Andrew. I still can't get over the fact that he found out that the idol girl was actually a, a dude. guy. <laughs> he's still he on says, board with it. And he's like, get back to singing. I'm like. You just found out that your favorite idol is not your favorite idol, but a basically a doppelganger, some random fan that just turned into her. And your your response is to take bullets from her, him, and say, keep dancing. 
Like, what is that response to that situation? She's dead, and you want some dude to mimic her just so you can keep the fantasy going or something? No, I think the most interesting part about that whole episode is the fact that it finally brought back some sort of kickback to his karma thing, which I thought they forgot about after episode one. Like, episode one, like, the karma thing kicked back on him badly. And then we never have it again, and suddenly the whole thing with the idol, and suddenly he passes out and blood comes out of his eyes. Yeah. That was the last I seen, so. Yeah, so apparently, he... apparently I gotta get into Hanukkah's story. It's weird, it's tragic, messed up. Which, which, it's which description? Freaking, freaking messed up. Okay, so you can so you, so not not boot the Rebbe levels. It's more than boot the Rebbe levels of messed up. No, no, it's not enough that she uh-uh. got her her her. I'm guessing her ovaries ripped out or something. I no, don't know what they took out of her. No, they didn't screw that up. <laughs> they didn't um, screw that up. But hey, at least boot the Rebbe has crystal things they can pray on to get him back. <laughs> I don't know if Hanukkah. I guess he can use some reverse karma to fix whatever is messed up with her. I really like Chica though. Like they put they put way too much freaking animation in that girl. Like it felt like it's a CGI show, but still there, there's efforts to be done in CGI and animation. And it felt like they just went ham with her. Like let's make her the most goofy, over the top animated moe piece of blob of pink ever. <laughs> like they're like all the budget is into making her as cute and goofy as possible. And I like the fact that it's it's so funny because there, there there's this one and there's um uh let me check the uh walkthrough for me for you really whatever that show <laughs> I think the last I think the last podcast you brought that up like four times and we were well I'm, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna get this out out of out of my system I am I don't understand these two shows I. This one is just freaking twisted. I don't know why I keep watching it. And and the same with the other one. It's got this that one has this humor that it's right there on it on its nose and I I I see the jokes and I never laugh. So they fail miserably. But for some stupid reason I keep wanting to watch the show because I I don't know reasons. Because I you don't want to watch Yuzuki Family, obviously. Exactly. I obviously don't <laughs> like, like the really slice of watch... life that Andrew is freaking out don't... over because I'm I'm obsessed with these two shows. Don't want to watch Buta Reba or Yuzuki Family because we're too I'm busy not watching... touching Buta Reba. You done screwed that you one over. You watch Hanukkah and Dark episode. I don't know. <laughs> You're watching Yutaka uh, get chopped in half by a train, but Buta Reba, that's too much. Yes. When, who who got cut in half of a train? You took her got bl- that busted through by oh, a train yeah, because reasons. And Hanukkah yeah, got impaled by a satellite beam. <laughs> by a satellite. And Sheikah's burning people alive in the middle of a courtyard, and and it's... Koki's friend got chucked down a got chopped in half before he fell down in a hole. But no, Buta Reba showing her pelvis and that she possibly lost her organs that's 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 dark yeah that doesn't freaking dark um <laughs> that's freaking dark <laughs> yeah that's freaking dark what voice is that <laughs> oh yeah that's freaking dark right there <laughs> i was gonna tickle i have not figured out if i like it or not i keep watching it trying to figure out what the heck is going on but there's it's weird it's the, fine the other one is the okay. In one of the last episodes, 
not not the head girl or not the main girl, but the other girl who's apparently the hero. Um, they they call her the Messiah. They go into a cave to go and summon, and okay, of course, gotcha jokes. So we throw out all kinds of gotcha jokes, and the gotcha jokes are naturally. You know how you go in gotcha, you get a whole bunch of garbage that you don't want that is absolutely useless. And so the garbage junk that they get in this one is horse manure. And she gets 10 horse manures in her tin pole. But then she does, of course, she naturally does it again because the the gotcha gods are eventually going to go in your favor, right? So she does it again and she gets... A gold horse manure. And then she does it again, and she gets the rainbow horse manure. So she obviously won, because she got the ultra-rare rainbow horse manure. But, of course, the main character, she's mean, and she she everybody's scared of her. So she makes a face at the goddess, and so the goddess gives her a pity uh consolation prize and of course it's the ultra rare super duper freaking tiger cute thing that she gets to carry around and does nothing so far yeah that's this other show and it's it looks worse than this one but why do i keep watching it i don't know i have no answer for that it's just weird I don't these both of these shows they just keep making me out of curiosity, I want to know what is at the end of this weird journey I'm on. Someday I will find out the answer to that. And Andrew is not, he's, he's, he's like annoyed at me. What are we talking about? Exactly. What are we talking about? I don't know. I, I lost track of what, what I was talking about. I was trying to get responses. So. Something about manure. Horse manure. <laughs> It's more amusing now that Andrew pointed out that I was talking about horse manure. I don't know. He said gotcha jokes and manure, and I'm like, think I'm I'm actually the entire time we're talking about that. I was thinking about that other show that was um that was playing on the the gotcha jokes. That was the I think it, unless I'm thinking about two different shows at the same time. There was another show that had the they kept getting a bunch of like really low rank characters that were just all like spread out in this area, and he just kept the one that had Weissman. Yeah, I guess that, I guess we'll call it there. Um, I had like a few other ones I want to talk about, but it, we've been going on long enough. And so we might as well call it here. But we that's our spoiler cast for the the fall season. We'll see if we'll do another one. If something really crazy comes up, we'll probably do another one. But I'm sure by the time we do, we'll just do reviews. But anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. Uh, but again, we're at talkspear.com. It's where we can go for all of our links, social media links, ways to get a hold of us, ways to support the channel. Greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate what the sports channel means a lot to us. And until the next next podcast, y'all take care. Oh.